Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. While you're in sunny Florida, be sure to visit... Orlando! Enter into a world of epic adventure. Welcome to Orlando. Yes, welcome. Another night recording. Yes. Beers in hand. Beers are in hand. Uh, We got Hop Stupid. We got uh, Lagunitas IPA Maximus, Maximus. going. Mm-hmm. Good. That's a good way to start it off. We've we've named the beers, and now around the table we have Mark and Nicholas, and I'm Adam. Adam. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> we're we're recording an episode of Orlando. This is a makeup episode because yeah, it really is. <laughs> last week I could not resist the pull of the dark side. <laughs> the last Jedi came up in conversation and i just refused to steer back to our original subject yep i you, cannot... you you kept it on course though once you found the new course what's yeah yeah, yeah you, you you know it's like hey kids we're going to disneyland no we're going to wrestlemania no, sorry exactly. i changed my That's mind it. we're yep. gonna go yep. over here monster now. truck rally monster truck rally yeah. i know everybody wanted to go to disneyland but yep. nope and then for the next two hours you just heard about large sweaty muscular like oily men whether you liked it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you liked it or not, that's what happened. You got, well, large and sweaty, but I don't know about muscular. Mm. Oh, because you're talking about wrestling. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. about us in this room. The kids <laughs> wanted to go to Disney, but you forced them to listen, or you forced to talk, you know, you forced talking to them yes. for two hours. To two hours about. About oily, muscular men. Yeah. yeah. And they just wanted Mickey Mouse. That's all they wanted. Yeah. But I, no, no. Denied. Denied. How do you yeah, feel about yourself? I feel bad. Yeah, do you? I feel like Are I've you let, ashamed? I've let you guys down. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah. my co-hosts that you know I let I let the fans down. Yeah, so let, you know I, I, I was, Rian, yeah. most of all I let Rian Johnson down. Oh, and he's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I I, I was thinking about it uh, on my way over here, and I you know I did set everything up. You know I stopped. I got the Rogue Dead Guy ale. Yep. Uh, I got uh, the uh, the Rasputin yep. figure. You know Necromancer. You know this is gonna be perfect for talking about this. And uh, for some reason, I felt like Nagash just didn't want us talking about his realm. Yeah. I, uh, I think he knew that we were all uh, basically like uh, three Labrador puppies, overexcited <laughs> ones at that. And uh, he just dropped that tennis ball right in front of us, and we went chasing <laughs> after it. Yep. So I think I've discovered about myself that The Last Jedi is a no-go topic. Yeah, mm. like I just can't in polite conversation. Hold on, hold on. Let me write this down. Yeah, please, because there's <laughs> there's like religion, there's politics, and there's the last Jedi. Those are the three things mm. I can't talk about in polite conversation. Yes, yeah. exactly. And we and we know why now. Yeah, <laughs> and now we know. And everybody else does. <laughs> and too. everybody else will know. And I like I still feel like am I that toxic fan? Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. but, but I, you know, are you a toxic you know, fan if you know. don't like something? Yeah. You know, I I don't want to ruin anyone else's good time. Mm-mm. That's the thing. I, if you liked it, awesome. I'm glad right. you liked it. I didn't like it. Here's why I didn't like it. I, there's, it's an amazing movie, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't. Anyway, well, let's you... let's move on. That's enough. <laughs> oh, no. Last Jedi. We're going down. Yeah. We're going down that road. <laughs> Come yeah, back. We, oh god, the three of but us I, just like, saw a squirrel, and we're running after it right now. I can see Luke's shocked face. <laughs> you <laughs> did. You saw the dark side, and you didn't even resist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, he would be so pissed at you. He would. He would. You didn't resist the pull. Yep. 
we we did afterwards um, remember that we had mentioned something about episode one and riff tracks. Oh, it was Rogue oh, One. It was Rogue, Rogue One. Um, oh, was that that? I thought we watched the scene. Okay, but first we first. watched the scene in um, episode one where it was the Gungans versus the battle droids. Yeah, yeah, that was scene good fun. is awesome. Yeah, I, and I don't remember how we got there, but uh, well, I think it was um, one of the, we. Were, you know what? Yep. If you want to know how we there. got there, listen to the previous episode. That's how we got there tonight. But we did it. We actually went and we, watched it, and yeah. then we went and watched Rogue One with Rift Tracks. And then at some point we left, and here we are again yes, to talk about again. the realm of, of death. death. Of death, finally. Not, here we go. Not death stars. Not death stars. <laughs> the realm of death. The, the realm, realm of death for the, stars. Every, for the love of everything unholy. <laughs> the realm of death uh, is called Shaiish. Hmm. Uh, but the first time I read it, uh, I think actually I showed it to Haley, and Haley's the yeah. one who's always like bringing it back. To, I've got my fantasy mind, and I'm embracing this fantasy world, right. and Haley brings me right back to Shyish. No, she said Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> the realm of death. Yeah. Sheesh. 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 Hey. <laughs> Ugh. Sheesh. Uh, but before we dive into the realm of death, back to Star Wars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Not back to Star Wars. Uh, let's talk uh, hobby stuff. Mark, yeah. what have you been up to? Well, I've been avoiding everything Star Wars. Uh, good. All week. <laughs> so in preparation for this. Uh, hobby, well, just uh, wanting to get ready for our skirmish campaign. Yeah. So really eager to get my hands on the newest White Dwarf coming out mm. tomorrow. Hopefully deliveries to the store haven't been interrupted like Adam like what happened and you were talking about again. this one one of the previous episodes yeah again <laughs> the whole reason so I sign angry. up for the white dwarf subscription is so one I don't have to worry about going to the store to get it not that I'm not going to be at the store anyway yeah. so I should might as well just cancel my subscription yeah. because the other reason I sign up for the subscription is to get it the day it comes out at my front door right Last time, last time I talked about it, they ran into problems with their American distributor. They, I, I was getting my issues a month late, and it was a big problem through the whole time I had the subscription. A year went by after that subscription was up. We finally, we, we were launched the podcast, and I thought, I need to stay informed. You know, I need to know what's going on in the world. And uh, so I canceled my newspaper, and I signed up for White Dwarf. Uh, <laughs> Much better reading. Much better. Uh, and then today, I got an email from White Dwarf saying, oh, there's this crazy blizzard affecting all of the United States, and your White Dwarf's going to be delayed. Don't they realize we're in Florida, and that doesn't affect us I at know. all? But we're not talking about, like, uh, like you're going to get it next week. Nope. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to be delivered February 2nd, and the email said it will be delivered February 22nd. Wow. That's or, absurd. It's only 20, 20 days you're waiting. That's yeah, not, I mean, it's, it's a totally minor delay. Just 20 think day you, delay. Might, you might get episode or, or, or issue three and two at yeah, the same time. Right. I was, you're going to almost get March's <laughs> well, that's book why at that time. I did reply to the email, and they, usually their customer service is really good, even though the delivery of the White Dwarf hasn't been great. Their customer service is on top of yeah. it, except for that one time I tried to get the digital version. Anyway. Otherwise, customer service is very fast to respond. 
So I asked them if, uh, if the February issue is delayed, is the March issue still going to be on time? Am I going to get my February issue on the 22nd and then uh, still get my March on the first Saturday in March? Uh, so I'm waiting to hear back about that because that makes sense to me, but I don't know how that, you know, the domino effect will happen. Right. But how is it that the stores get all of their issues and we don't well, get ours? It's, gotta, it's just going to be a different distributor. You know, because mm, it's got to uh, go to, you know, yeah. one, there's one distributor. Probably it all goes to the one warehouse somewhere in the States. And then they divide it up. And I'm guessing that this... And somehow the truck that they put all of the uh, subscribers the to, to deliver to the door got put in one truck. <laughs> <laughs> and that truck didn't make it. And the other truck did. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'll i be interested to, to walk out the door tomorrow because it's... Uh, today is when we're recording. It's February first, and when I when I go to the store tomorrow, I'm gonna go pick up my February issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I I want to I want to know what's going on. I want to huh. be up to date. So I'm, I'm gonna end up having two February issues. One of the things they did say to make up for it in that ish, in the email when they said it was gonna be late that to all subscribers currently subscribed that we're gonna have this late February issue, they're gonna be. Uh, added a month to their subscription mm. so that's you're, you're gonna get a free white dwarf because the february issue was late so yeah. that is good customer service yeah that's yeah. good yeah i would like to have it on time but you know i'm gonna get a free uh a free white dwarf at the end of this right. so what's the different like could i go to a store and say can i do a subscription through the store I don't and know. not get it delivered to my house still get the discount for paying for the whole year up front oh but just Right. Pay it to the store, kind of like comic shops do. You yeah, know, the, and then you know, go pick it up like I pick up my my comic. I'll, book. I'll have yeah. to go ask tomorrow, and then yeah. because I I'd, I'd rather do that. I'd rather support the local store. True, and go there and pick it up. Yeah, I mean you can know you know it's going to be there. It's always an excuse, like oh, gotta swing yeah, by real gotta quick. Go. Gotta grab Sorry. the. Gotta get I got it. a book waiting for me, <laughs> and then you know. Just very reasonable excuse. Yeah. I mean, it's not an excuse. It's See what else is part of going your on. Pro- yeah. And you've yeah. got to support this podcast. If you're not keeping informed, how can you be right. uh, an, uh, an expert in yeah. your field? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'd be interested to know if I could get that subscription at the store. Mm-hmm. Maybe have it transferred from online to the yeah. store. We'll find out, and then the next time we record, yeah. we'll, we'll try and we'll, know. we'll slip that in. Yeah. Or we'll put it in the comments when we put this there we up. Go. There you yeah. go. That sounds good. Uh, so what else were you doing, Mark? Oh, oh yes. Uh, so uh, getting ready, like I said, for yeah. our skirmish campaign. So uh, just prepping my squad. Has Killian been doing a lot of prep, too? He's been doing a little prep as well. So yeah, very excited. He's been doing a lot of reading lore. He's been really into that. So uh, has a Stormcast battle tome out all the time, and his nose is very deep within that. Nice. So, yeah. Did you-, you give us a little preview of your warband today on Instagram? Just uh, just throwing oh, pictures out there. This yet. Uh, yeah, no, I just, don't think yeah, I saw I'm just your working picture. on a little something. Is right. it is still a mystery project, or yeah, if it is know, it the probably ones not? That... You probably know exactly what it is. So, you oh know. well, yeah, you do. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Is it? Yeah. What is it? Just, just spill the beans. Yeah. What is it? No, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. Not gonna say. No. Okay, fine. I'm gonna look at in the break. I'll look it up so I can say something. All right, good. All right, excellent. Nicholas, what about you? Um, I should be working on our campaign, which I'll have. I'll have. All I have to do with my gloom spite glitz, get glitz, <laughs> my our uh, gloom spite gits is uh, 
uh, switch them out from square bases to circle bases, and okay. then I'll have a lot of the core army. Mm. There we go. Already, Excellent. I mean, I've got a bunch of trolls, yeah. spiders. I do have to finish painting a lot of the spiders, um, yeah. but I've got the Arachnorox painted. Um, uh, I've got a bunch of uh, shootas and stabas, and they're painted. Um, and I'm really so, excited to see the Arachnorox back on the table. Yeah, me too. I love that model. Yep. Don't so, like playing it, but it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's gorgeous to yeah. see out there. So uh, I just got to base those. So I think for for our skirmish, I'm going to be pretty close. I might take one of the models and touch them up like with the heroes, you know, yeah. for us to, 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 to have something a little unique to this one. But really, for this past week, um, I went, oh, there's this cool event happening at a local store, um, CCG2. Which and is uh, CCG's... Campus Cards and Games. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's over by Full Sail. And uh, the um, uh, uh, Daniel is is hosting this um, this kind of like I guess a tale of many warlords or something. Mm-hmm. So every month you're achieving some sort of task by starting from the ground up. Uh, they do give you points for sta- starting from sprues, you know, and then assembling, and then painting, and then playing. Um, I I kind of went. I, I don't need more I don't need more models to unsprue. So <laughs> I when I already have like an unpainted death army essentially yeah. mm-hmm. and then I've got all these like, you know, gits that I got to switch over to circle bases and I just switched my dwarves um over and my orcs and got oh, my orcs over to circle bases. So um now I'm like I I don't need new, more sprues. So I um I decided I don't to understand that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so I, I decided, uh, you know, let's paint the death army. And so 500 points was the task for the month of January. Well, I started the last week of January. And so I've been like feverishly painting 500 points of death. So I, I think t- today I just kind of glued the bases, dipped them all in some, you know, stuff. And uh, now oh, I need oh. to go by and paint my bases, and then they'll be roughly ready for there tomorrow. All right. What'd you end up awesome. dipping them in? Um, was it a, like an army painter dip? Like a no, shade? no. Uh, I did do a wash. Okay. But, but I, I, I just meant for my bases. I, I glue. I put the glue and then dipped them through the little like oh, to, the, to give them the little gravel. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, yep, to give them yep. the little gravel in the base because I have some mantic. Texture. Yeah, just to give them the texture because I have the mantics skeletons as well and the mantic ones um they're they were designed interestingly where the square base it's the it the skeleton fits inside a square base it's like there's a recess and it fits inside Mm. the recess so the skeleton itself has a tiny circle base already attached to it Mm. and it's kind of so it's kind of weird but uh, so when I put it on the circle base, it's got like a little shell, you know, it's like yeah. a little level. Like when we put a Reaper model, a lot of the Reaper yeah, models. Are exactly. Like, yeah. But these ones are, aren't like styled like the Reaper ones are. They're just circle. Mm-hmm. And so I went, so I decided to use that gravelly, kind of like that gravel base, you know, and uh, like the really tiny, fine, you know, right. like. Uh, you're using that to fill the gap, basically. Yeah. Right. So I, I kind of want to kind of create like a little mound. Yeah, so transition. Can, yeah, like a transition. And so right now, for tomorrow, because I'm limited on time, I'm just putting that on there and slapping some paint on it just so it's done and I've got a base yeah. to fit for 
table ready. And I know you've been working frantically. You've been posting those pictures on Instagram. Oh, it's been yeah. like, bam, here they are, all primed. And it's like an hour later, bam, and now I'm getting them painted right oh. now. It's, it's like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, you, I could just see you at the house, pot of coffee in hand, just, just going at it, you know. It's fun to yeah. watch in real time yeah. as you're like, yeah, banging it out, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, and and speaking of banging it out, the uh, <laughs> I've been rewatching uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> because you know the new season's coming right. out. So each That's night exciting, we've been huh? just kind of pumping through a couple episodes and uh, pumping uh, through it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and so I've just been just painting, 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 painting Game of Thrones, Red Wedding in the background. Oh yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> God, that show is so bad for me. <laughs> for, bad is. for everyone. It is. It's. Uh, it's unique. It's totally it is a unique, unique show. in like popular culture. Uh, that's awesome that you're you're. Uh, so yeah, Saturday skeletons. Exactly. Yeah, Tomorrow more, I'll have five hundred points. Excellent. And Table ready. I, I gotta add. Are you going to? You got one more model. You gotta paint though too. Oh, I do. Yeah, because yeah. it was just my birthday. Birthday boy. Oh, here it is. Birthday. Happy birthday. So I did. I just got a new model from. From uh, Mark and Adam, and uh, it's the Loon Shrine for the Gloom Spike Glitz. That's a gorgeous. <laughs> <The> <laughs> well, I think it's, it's it is. We we corrected ourselves. It's Gloom Spike Glitz. Correct. I think to save time, we can just say for the get for the glitz for, for the, the glitz because yeah, it's like kind of combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gloom so we're gonna gets yeah glitz glitz the glitz exactly makes glitz. sense because it is a mouthful. Gloom Spike Glitz. It is a mouthful. So we're just gonna yeah great idea the glitz the glitz all right. Uh, How about yourself? Yeah, what have you been Adam. doing? What have you been doing? I've been bouncing around between different things. Um, reading a lot about Shaiish. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been painting a little bit of the Night Haunt army that I started. Uh, just a, a touch here and there while I'm trying to get it figured out. I've got a, a couple of them sitting over there. And then I just had a wild hair, decided I was going to paint an orc. Uh, <laughs> right. I, that, I saw that. Yeah. And I was like, that's really oh, out of the blue. Did you just do that? Or was this like yeah. you pulled it from the thing and was like, no. He's, he's, he's sitting over there under yeah. the light. I just painted him like the other night. I'm like, yeah. tired. I'm tired of ghosts. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to paint an orc. So I got a Reaper, one of the Reaper orcs out of the drawer, one of the newer ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really big, muscly ones, not like smaller ones that are yep. like, uh, yeah, he was, he was fun to paint. Uh, I've got a, another handful of those. I'm gonna paint some more of those. That's awesome. Yeah. Now with with those, what uh, what primer did you use? I know they're they're supposed to be ready right out. Did you they use a are. primer? I did use a primer. Okay. I used yeah. the Army Painter Green Primer. Mm-hmm. It's okay. the Army Painter. I think it's actually called Goblin Green. Okay. But having used that and deciding on the color scheme that I actually want to go with, yeah. the Army Painter has a darker green. That's more like a camo green. And I think with the skin tone of the orcs that I, if I'm going to do more of them, yeah, uh, I think I want to go with that darker green okay. army painter primer because it's going to be closer to what I'm actually going to do mm. because I did have to completely paint over it with the darker shade. Ah, uh, right. And I am going uh, with uh, a, a color scheme and paint formula similar to what you can find in the Citadel paint app for orcs. Okay. Nice. Right okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was I was curious when you posted that. I'm like, an or what? The, where is he going with this? And then I was thinking, maybe maybe that's a skirmish clan. I think um, when we were talking about our skirmish idea and that we would have a unit champion that would get tougher and get more weapons and get more powerful throughout the campaign, and I thought about all the different 
species of fantasy and yeah. you know and, and available in uh, Age of Sigmar that thought of watching an orc grunt go all the way up to being a mega boss that sounds like a, a journey I want to take nice. so that, that's what just popped in my head and because uh, I was thinking a lot because I have so many elves and I have access to Stormcast and there's you know Killian's doing the Stormcast yeah. so I didn't want to do that and I looking at Skaven because I've got a bunch of Skaven. I know. And that's, I know. Yeah. I, and I love the thought of putting together a clan scryer army, which I think if the Carrion Empire set that's supposed to be coming out soon, the end of February, mm -hmm. I, they, they're they hinting that there's going to be a new book for the Skaven. Oh, wow. And a new book for the um, the Vampire Counts, I guess the Flesh Eater Courts. Like there might be some kind yeah. of update for them. Really? That's what that carrion. When they were talking about that oh, yeah. carrion, mm -hmm. okay, all right, gotcha, They were talking gotcha. about the two yep. of them. Uh, there being some surprises in, so maybe there's going to be a new battle tome. I don't know, uh, but um, so you're doing Iron Jaws then for the skirmish for the skirmish. I'm oh, I thought you were doing Jaws. Night Hunt for the skirmish. I was thinking about it, and we talked about that. Yeah, and because and I I feel weird about it because you were going to do goblins for the skirmish. And that might be a lot of green on the table. Well. I mean, I am painting a bunch of death. I was going to do death. Yeah. But then the new book came out, and I was like, maybe. And then you were like, Night Haunt. So I was like, yeah, for sure. But when I was looking at the Night Haunt, though, I didn't feel like there was a progression there. There was a, a story I wanted to tell. Mm, right. You know, I, didn't, I, I, I think if I keep delving into my psyche, eventually I could find a story that, that makes sense to me that I want to I develop this, like, this lost soul and watch them ascend into, you know, to being not maybe not a Mortark, but like ascend yeah. to like some kind yeah. of like to be a major death general from from being a like a, a chain gassed mm -hmm. reaper or something like right. that, Grimgast or um, yeah, because because we, we we talked about this you know in depth amongst each other and we really wanted to add that narrative aspect of it and we thought how cool it would be is you know you had that lowly grunt ascending to you know that higher rank. And I think that's why we're going to, are we going to forego uh, uh, having a hero lead? Because we talked about that, that we would start from the rank and file, that it would be a unit champion. Would unit be the champion would we, be the one. We would follow. Would, okay. And then whatever that, even if it's something that we create on our own, um, hopefully this white dwarf has something similar to what they did for 40k and that create your own hero yeah the chapter approved one chapter approved. Nicholas, yeah right i know you guys are hoping for it We're yeah, hoping i'm for hoping it. for it too but yeah but if, we got a backup plan we got a backup plan yeah so that's that's where i'm at I, if i'm gonna do that uh create your own hero i think i would rather create my own orc hero than than do a like a night haunt yeah because i guess if you're thinking about it like What if um, you have, like, like yeah, like a skeleton, I guess, a, un a skeleton unit champion yeah. kind of growing? I, I mean, no, I can totally see that. I I don't know, because I, I think, like, when I was looking at death stuff, the uh, the pinnacle for me would be a vampire. Do you yeah. know what I mean? To, mm. to ascend all right. the way to being a vampire. Oh, yeah. Right. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I think that's the way to go, uh, because vampires have so many great abilities to be able to resurrect and, and heal themselves as they mm -hmm. as they hurt other people. You know, drain their blood. That for a death army, a vampire sounds like like it. 
and yeah, with the Night Haunt, and I'm still reading more about the Night Haunt. That book is great, the Night Haunt Battle Tome, and still I haven't, outside of the Battle Tomes and what's in White Dwarf and the other books, I, I haven't read any of the the actual novels mm-hmm. that come out. Now, I'm sure that there's probably a lot more stuff in there to inspire. Yeah. But the the inspiration I'm feeling right now is that I really, I really want to play an orc. Yeah. And you just got some, right? Yeah, I did. I, uh, once this itch, <laughs> well, I, I have this rationale that, mm-hmm. um, or is it shish? Oh, no, yeah. She, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my rationale is okay, my shelf of shame is now my closet of shame. My closet of shame, of, of shame being all my unpainted models. Uh-huh. Uh, that if I'm going to introduce more models into it, that I need to uh, clear some models out. So I've been eBaying a bunch of stuff, and I bought a bunch of 40k stuff when it was on sale. And it was like two Black Fridays ago that I bought mm-hmm. a heap ton of stuff that I still haven't. They're still wrapped, so I've been selling them all, and they've been selling well. So uh, I've got more stuff I'm planning to sell, and I'm just going to keep selling the stuff I that's not, you know, the stuff that's been not even on the back burner. This has been sitting in this closet of shame. I'm going to clear it out. And focus on the, yeah. the, the the two new factions I'm really excited about. Uh, so that's um, Clan Scryer mm-hmm. uh, with the Skaven and uh, the Iron Jaws. Oh, that's Iron incredible. Jaws. Wow. Yeah. All right. And the Iron Jaws, I, I think, is probably not the wisest army choice just because it's a really old battle tome and they're. I still hear, hear about people playing them and um, doing okay because. It's not a, a rock, paper, scissors thing anymore with, yeah. with Age of Sigmar. You can find a way to make any army competitive. So I think that you know, while it might not be the wisest choice, I'm not going for a power army or anything like that. This is a fun. This is for fun. I want to do some orcs. Yeah. I'm already narrowing it down. They're either going to be from the Realm of Metal or the Realm of Fire. I'm leaning towards the Realm of Fire because I'm thinking I might paint them all with red armor and then like some like 1950s flame effects you know like 1950s <laughs> like you put on or like you put on a, a world war ii bomber or you'd put on a uh oh, on, yeah. on a race car like uh oh, oh, yeah that, yeah that incredible yeah yeah, that, yeah I, could, I, I can see that everything has the like the ghost flames or you know like hot rotted out you yeah, know? yeah yeah like hot yeah. rod hot rod yeah. flames and, I, um, I could see pinstripe flames too uh, you know on the, <laughs> on the shields yeah i think like an army of fire worshiping orcs would be kind of cool. The uh, weird knob shaman has that like smoke thing that's coming off. But so I was thinking about making an actual flame. If they're fire mm. worshippers, um, so yeah, putting like they they paint like you paint your hot rod. They paint all their armor, nice. you know, with nice. with fire effects. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Love it. Yeah, Man. very nice. All yeah. right. So Great. That's my new, but that's my my skirmish project to do. Awesome. So yeah, I'm talking about. Man, the airplanes right now. I, I guess it is. Uh, I don't know how much of it comes across. I do live right next to the airport, the Orlando <laughs> International Airport, which is a pretty busy airport. So you know, I don't know how much you guys can hear the planes coming in. We're not being attacked. Uh, those, are, those are planes <laughs> just flying over. Well, that's no fun. You should tell them that we are. Yeah. Oh, actually, we're, we're, disregard everything of that. We're, we're holed up. We're in a bunker right now. <laughs> doing this podcast. 
That's was commitment, that, people. Was, uh, this is a tangent. What's that Pink Floyd song that ends with the kids screaming and you can hear the bombers coming in? Oh. Do you know that song? Was I don't on, know. On, on um, the wall? Uh, it, was, it was one of those albums where it ends with kids screaming, but yeah. you can hear the sound of airplanes yeah. coming. Anyway, that's totally <laughs> random. <laughs> All the schemes for these orcs, and I, I just felt really lucky. I went on eBay, and I saw this auction that was like close to $600 worth of orc stuff, and it was already assembled and painted and looked like it was in pretty good shape. And I was watching this auction and watching this auction. I'm like, I'm not going to bid on this. It's going to be like three or $400. I'm not going to bid. I'm not going to bid. And then it was like... 10 minutes till the auction was almost up and it was still sitting at $150 and I ended up getting it for $160. This, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. All or, right. Oryx on the Whoa. way. Wow. Yeah, finally. Oryx. I can. <laughs> I haven't this whole time. I haven't done any work. So yeah. here we are. That's awesome. Wow. Yep. Good deal. Yeah. Well, uh, so that's what I've been up to. That is great. And I, I just before that, I also got some clan scryer stuff so there's some some of that <laughs> stuff in the mail too <laughs> yeah i better i have to i, I have uh you got a lot of work out of you i do i have a lot of work because they're everything's assembled and partially painted okay but the one the one auction um with the clan scryer scaven stuff had all the bits included oh good yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah, yeah. great you yeah. don't get that no you don't so, this yeah. one had all the original bits and on oh, the sprues perfect. so yeah, lots of stuff for customizing. I've got all that Reaper stuff. I was thinking I could take some of these other ogre models I have yeah. and like turn them into some some cool yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so yeah, so I, if anyone out there is interested in buying a Necron army, <laughs> I have a very nice Necron army that I need to get out of here to try and even out my my shelf of shame. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, looks like I need another beer. I also uh, don't, but I'm going <laughs> to. Mark does. Uh, so uh, what do you think? Uh, do you want to do a break? And then we jump into sheesh. 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 The realm of sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> All right, let's do let's that. Let's do that. All right. All right. Sheesh is the realm of endings and silent decline. It is not a contiguous domain, but a myriad of underworlds, all coalesced upon the same plane. They are crystallized into being from pure death magic. The gash and the dark gods have sought to break them apart, the better to feed upon the richness of their amethyst energy. But I've met a lot of people at work that also do podcasts. Probably it's like, um, if you're looking around the room, at least one in every two people has a podcast. Yeah, at least. <laughs> so that's what I've been discovering. Uh, so And uh, sometimes that one person has like two or three. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is my second podcast I've been a yeah, part of. That's oh. right. Yeah. Okay. yeah, your the, first one was called... The Brilliant Mistake. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Had a, we had a long. Oh, we did thirty episodes of the over the course of three years. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we went a couple of hiatuses in the middle and changing yeah. of the cast of the show, but it was a lot of fun. The whole theme was uh, stupid things you do when you're drunk that end up being fond memories. Uh, the brilliant mistake. I like that. Whole, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was really fun to do. Did that with Andy. Um, we're hoping to do a reunion at some point. Oh, that'd awesome. be great. 
Anyway. I was just talking about one of those. A reunion? No, uh, I guess a brilliant mistake. Oh, which one? Well, I was I was talking to somebody um, recently about uh, you know it was recently my birthday. Yeah, like, like like we talked about before, and so you know she was asking like, well, what was your favorite birthday and different things, and you know so down the road of that conversation, I had mentioned you know a specific birthday and uh, my twentieth birthday, and I just got plastered <laughs> and uh and so it was this and and at one point you know i was comparing the conversation to you know my wife who wasn't drinking because you know at the time she was my girlfriend and uh she was the dd you know and yeah. and it was a birthday party for me and so we were out somewhere at this person this other person's place and you know a lot of people were there and um i had uh and it was this this long process of i i I it during college had started smoking cigarettes and really I didn't know that yeah and I, I can't it. it's hard to picture oh really yeah <sighs> yeah um, and uh, I had had not told my wife for a while because oh. she hated smoking yeah and I had you know been rooming with my brother and it was like the cool thing to do in college <laughs> and everybody loved it dogs and people dogs, like dogs yeah. love it dogs love smoking and uh so she um so during the party i uh uh, i had already told my wife that i had started smoking and and we had had that whole sort of um bit of a a skirmish if you would and (laughs) it's not the kind of skirmish game you want to play yeah exactly so this was but this was later on and of course when you when you're drinking things like that are magnified as far as like oh i want a cigarette right now you know so i was outside with some people that you know we were hanging out outside and they were smoking so i grabbed a cigarette and i'm just you know having the smoke and then of course i thought i was getting away with it and then of course you know (laughs) i hear yeah i hear from the top because it was like the second floor you know place you know that that my wife was coming from and she's like hey nicholas what are you doing you know, and I, of course, thought I was like being sneaky. So I like flicked my cigarette and turned around and I'm like, hey, just hanging out, you know. And of, so somebody else in the circle that we were go, goes, hey, Nicholas, you dropped your cigarette, you know, and holds what it up. An, what <laughs> fucking asshole. What an asshole. <laughs> but they didn't know. They they were drunk and they didn't yeah. know I was like trying to they hide They were concerned it. for you. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyway, that was. Uh, is that kind of an example? Uh, that that is an example. Um, it was like that, but usually with with higher consequences, okay. and higher yeah. stakes. Got okay, got it. But so yes. you can cut that whole story from the podcast if you want. I just yeah, uh, your whole yeah, smoking yeah, cool. conversation. Well, we're back from our break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we have the we have the option to cut. We'll see. I'll, we'll probably leave it in. What's the point of cutting? They get to know us a little bit better. They get to know about your 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 Jamie and uh, catching catching you smoking naughty. Yeah. Well, so one more thing. Okay, and then we'll jump in. When I had told her that I had started smoking, I had told her, and she was like pissed. Right? Yeah. She was devastated. She's like, oh, you're you know you're Can't lying. Believe it. Like rightfully so. Like I yeah. was lying to her, and I had you know. I had a good friend of mine that she was also now friends with because, you know, we were we were together. And so she was chatting with him on AOL Instant Messenger, you know, at the time. <laughs> and it was like, hey, you know, 
she, he was probably like, how's it going? How are you and Nicholas? You know, and she, she, she told him like, yeah, you know, not so good. Like he just told me, you know, he'd been lying to me for so long that, that he started smoking and he was like, Oh, he told you he's like smoking marijuana. <laughs> So it's a whole different subject. I was just going to tell her one at a time. <laughs> just ease, like okay. just ease it in, like uh, it, just not, just don't dump the whole payload at one time. Just yeah, kind of, yeah. but but leave it to friends to leave it to friends. Good friends, anyway. Good friends. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that reminded me of another friend of mine, and because this is a, another geeky kind of subject, and talking about relationships, we used to play a game called Versus, and it was hmm. a, a card game, very much like Magic, uh, collectible card game where you you know you buy the packs. If you haven't played any of these collectible card games, you buy like the old school baseball cards. You go to the store, you buy a pack of like twelve of them, bring them home, and eventually you collect enough to build a deck. For uh, for verses, you needed sixty cards in a deck. Uh, so you had to buy all these things, and uh, the it was an addiction. It was a serious addiction. <laughs> these things to be competitive and play against someone else. It's it's really about mm-hmm. who buys the most cards to get right. the lucky card. You're or, looking for those special cards. Yeah, yeah, and it's like gambling. And they're not in every pack. No, for me it was bad. Yeah, it was like gambling. Like I'd be on my way to work, and I would like end up being late to work because I pulled off the road to go to Walmart and see how many packs they had in stock, and like grab those on my way to work. One day in particular, I I had this like uncontrollable impulse to go and buy some more of these cards so i pull off the road on my way to work to go to walmart buy like 10 of these packs of cards and then i'm like oh no i'm gonna be late to work and then i gotta stop and i got a speeding ticket on the way oh, to work no. <laughs> so not only was i late not only did i buy stuff i didn't need uh and then i got a speeding ticket and i'm thinking yeah at least i'll get the card i'm looking for because i'm looking for this one particular card did you get it no. <laughs> At the time, it was this card called Savage Beatdown. It was the Incredible Hulk was on the card. It was plus five to your attack. Wow. Uh, Actually, it kind of sounds like how your day went. <laughs> I took a Savage Beatdown. <laughs> plus five to your expenses. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was. So, oh, ramen noodles again this week. <laughs> so my friend that I was playing with at the time... Uh, uh, Heath, who, who last I heard he moved to China, which is crazy to me. But anyway, he uh, he was as hooked on these cards, but his wife had said, you know what, you've got a lot of cards, time to slow it down. And he's like, yeah, you're right. And then I, then I see him at work, he's like, hey, can I ship these cards to your house? <laughs> and you bring them to me at work? <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Luna, Luna, I know, that's right, crazy. Luna? So, yeah, he would ship cards. He would buy these expensive cards online and ship them to my house, and then I would bring them to work for him. I was like, he wasn't having an affair with me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but still. I was definitely it was, facilitating. Uh, yeah. It was like, you, you hear like yeah, that really yeah. sleazy stuff like, hey, yeah, you, you can hook up with your, your mistress at my in my spare bedroom. It, was, it, was all, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But it was like. You were like a pack mule. I was like, I, I was oh, his mule. Yeah, you were. I was, I was his pimp. Oh, <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was all these horrible things. But it was. But he loved you for it. Yeah. He loved me for yeah. it. And it's, so, you know. That's, it, that's, that's you didn't a, have to hide it in any sort of like unsavory, like unsavory place. Like, 
right? No. On the way. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't have to smuggle <laughs> right. it in somehow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have like this, this like, I've got all these like decks of cards duct taped to my body <laughs> while I sneak into work yeah. while you're going through the airport with cash yeah. taped to your body. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> the things we do. But you know what we're here to talk about? Yes. The realm of sheesh. 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 <laughs> Finally. After, so after an episode and a half, and we still haven't started oh, talking God. about the like, realm of death. <laughs> right. Like I said, he doesn't want us talking about his realm. <laughs> it's true. Nagash is just shutting us down. But it's mm-hmm. so cool. It is the coolest. I really feel like who lives here in the realm of death? Yeah. Well. And it's enlightening, actually, to read this section to really understand um, why people would be inhabiting different realms and i think it comes back to kind of um a a a narrative that they're setting up between all the realms is that each realm has something of value yes and so um obviously there's reasons why nagash likes this place and Mm -hmm. why other you know why chaos gods like this place but really it's like what's the draw for humans or dwarves or any of these other factions and uh, you know for, for some people i could see iron jaws wanting to come and just wreaking havoc just destroying and constant like fighting and fighting you know as as well as you know like corn and oh, stuff exactly. like that yeah yeah corn has some great stories yeah in here in the yeah. lore of the realm of death there's some great stuff about corn yeah. yeah but the realm stone the realm stone that's the, why the, humans and the you grave know, sand yeah, yeah, the grave sand and yeah. maybe dwarf or Dwarden and why uh, elf, you know, factions would want to be in this realm. I think would be because they're trying to harvest yes resources. So yeah, so the realm of death. When we originally started talking about it, it sounds like okay, it's like the underworld. You think about the, the Greek mythology. There's Pluto's or uh, yeah, Pluto's underworld. Right. Or Hades, um, depending Hades, on Greek Hades, or Greek Roman. Or, Greek yeah. or Roman, yeah. Pluto yeah. or Hades is the underworld. It's just, in their mythology, it's just very much like when you die, you end up here. It's not a heaven or a hell. Oh. It's just a different place where the dead live. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's nothing about being punished. No. It's just a different, it's just a land where yeah, the dead there you are. are. And yeah. it's interesting that it's like also people that worship death in some sense, can also live here. Like, it's not just the dead or the undead that mm-hmm. live in Shaish. It's like, it's it's there's opportunity for people to be here that are also worshiping that sort of stage of life. Yeah. And so what it made me think of was on one of the sections here that it talked about um, cities that were designed around... Um, uh, they basically this the the process was you get to a certain age and you're done Uh, you know so so you're saying like one of these sections we're talking about the core rule book yeah and we're looking through the the realm of death and the core rule book and that you're talking about they get to a certain age and they're done there's a lot of um well not done but they're dead and they're now passing on to what they really wanted to do was be dead to be dead (laughs) and that um Logan's Run. You ever heard that? Yes, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I thought about it. I was like, Logan's like maybe the the style of movie didn't match, Mm -hmm. but just the idea, the story, 
You know, I don't see a bunch of bell bottoms running around <laughs> in this. But <laughs> that you know, movie, that movie is very cool. Yeah, but yeah, Logan's. I was exactly going to say that. If you're not familiar with Logan's Run, the whole premise is that it's this dystopian future where most of the Earth's been wiped out from wars, and this one society is like formed this utopia. But one of the things that keeps their balance in their their society of like their economy and their mm-hmm. thing, their ecology is that once someone reaches the age of thirty, they are executed. And they're executed in this, like, uh, I can't remember, but they, they, they say, renew, you get renewed when you're 30. And they, this is really graphic that you need to see this movie. It's, it's an older movie, so it's, um, as far as sci-fi goes, not, the effects are not great. But they get they get put into what's essentially like a this cylinder where they get flown up into the air, like one of those, like, indoor skydiving things. Right, so they get right. flown up into the air, and then while they're swirling through the air, you know, going, renew, renew, because they all think they're going to be reborn into a new body. Then all of a sudden, these lasers start shooting them out of the air, and like, <laughs> zap, and then just destroying their bodies. Yeah. Logan's Run. It's pretty yep, crazy. Exactly. And they just get destroyed, right? They don't get, like, turned into Soylent Green and actually feed the others? No, they just, no. like, That's not, a shame. Yeah, it's not like Soylent Green. Yeah. Soylent yeah. Green's kind of the same where, where people are like, anyway, check out Soylent Green. If you, like, really, <laughs> if you want, like, the 70s sci-fi between, between 69 and 2001 A Space Odyssey, and then right around there was Planet of the Apes, all the way up to Star Wars, the sci-fi in that gap is dark. It is dark. Like, the future is all going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Every, all the sci-fi you see between that gap, the good sci-fi, it's all about horrible future for humanity. Yeah. <laughs> like that dystopian. It is. Yeah. It's all dystopian. It's Logan's Run. It's Planet of the Apes. It's... Uh, uh, THX uh, 1138. Yeah, THX yeah. and... Uh, Soil and Green. Soil and Green. Yes, Soil and Green. Right. It's all no, that. Yeah. Like that yeah. There's no happy yeah. endings. Yeah. What was the, uh, the one with... Um, Miami Vice, uh, A Boy and His Dog. Oh, with Don what, Johnson. Yeah, what year was that? I don't remember what year really that was. It was probably that around that mm. same time. But that fit the same vein as all those other yeah. movies there. That's another great one. Yeah, so as if you're, it sounds like there are cultures that are very similar to that in yeah. Shaiish, that yeah. there are these people that are just like, death is, the, the like, I'm excited to get to that point. That, I mean, not to, like, turn it down a dark path. There are religions in our current culture that are like, our current life is not as good as what's going to come after. People that are, right. like, more excited about the afterlife. And for me, you know, not political or religious, you gotta, you, you got to appreciate the present and not Correct. worry about what's coming after. You need to be in the now and appreciate the present. So I would not be welcome <laughs> Shaiish, <laughs> yeah. in some of those Shaiishian cultures thinking, yeah. I don't want to die. I, I want to be here and enjoy my life now. So, right. uh, so yeah, I'm not, not just dipping the toe in the water. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. yes. So, uh, exactly. yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, but not drinking the Kool-Aid either. Yes. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Fast forward. No, okay. Here we are. I can't. Podcast Shaiish number three. (laughs) We'll we'll see you next. We'll see you next episode, folks. Okay, so that expression, "Hey, don't drink the Kool-Aid," it's a really funny joke, and people talk about like, "Hey, yeah, it means you're gonna you're joining the cult. You're drinking the Kool-Aid." No, 
drinking the Kool-Aid means you've been in the cult and now you're killing yourself. I don't like when people say drinking the Kool-Aid. It's a pet peeve because I think it's one of the most horrible atrocities in human history was the Jim Jones, Jonestown massacre. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Damn you, Kool-Aid man. Kool-Aid guy. He is the harbinger of death. Oh my god the 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 way my brain is exploding right now with the two images of what happened in Jonestown and the Kool Aid Man taking part. Maybe that's what happened. Oh no! <laughs> that's it. The Kool Aid Man. Uh, oh my oh god! <laughs> you guys just continue without me. I need a minute. All right. So. Yeah, uh, are you are you gonna I'm, are you I'm gonna a, go on to the land of sheesh 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 sheesh? You know, to appreciate literature in general, mm-hmm. you have to have a knowledge of human history. Yeah. So yes, yes, I, I think if you're enjoying yourself right now and you want to not be happy, look up the Jonestown massacre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing good about that. Nope. Except the Kool-Aid man. No, exactly. Yeah. He's <laughs> no, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so long as we're talking about death, is that not morbid enough for you? Exactly. We're talk- talking about the people living here yes. in this land. So these death worshiper people being here. So in all these realms, you know, think of them as a planet or think of them as a country or however you want to do it. There has to be some kind of economy you know, a give and take. And one of the things they do talk about in here is uh, in the core book about the people that live here, there's exchange with Gur. Mm. Yep. Gur. Gotta say it like that. Gur. Gur. The realm of beasts. That, you know, they've got all of the livestock. You know, they've got, you know, if you want to get meat and food, you go, you, you yep. go to Gur. And that the realm of death has the realm stone and they have the grave sand and that they, you know, they have these precious resources that the magic users, they can, they can harvest that death energy to make the type of magic you can't make in other ways. So there's this exchange system that happens. Right? And, and the things that you would probably find in would be um, delicacies here. Yeah. And so it talks about how to eat beef. Or something like that is is it, it is more valuable yeah. than than what they're uh, harvesting. Basically, the riches yeah. from this land, and that's why the trade is so important right mm-hmm. there, because they don't have that here. You know, even though some of the lands are fertile, it's not a mainstay. It's not oh. not ever present. So they're not they they don't have this livestock. They don't have that luxury. You know, it's it's the land of death. You know, what? How are you going to feed and create yeah. these? You know, livestock. So they're trading with these other realms. Yeah. So they're they're. I mean, they're rich with these other uh, uh, precious resources. Resources, and they're trading with another realm's precious resources. Yeah. Right there, and that's where it all works. I'm like, yeah, it it creates a story for why yeah. people would be traveling from realm to realm. Yeah. Why you would be establishing a city. If you're from somewhere, you know, like yeah. your your faction is typically from somewhere else. Why would your city be here yeah. doing this? You and know, I, they think they mentioned too this Zarvixa, the infernal industry of twisted duarden. Twisted duarden mm. siphons the raw energy of death from within dark waters. 
So you know what that sounds like? It's an oil rig. Hmm. Yeah. Just floating that, out there, just just uh, just tapping the resources. Yeah, and so you think about the people that go to live on an oil rig. They're completely yeah. cut off from other resources. So that, right. that's, I mean, that's what's happening right here with these Duarden. They're, they've, they've set up an oil rig out in the water, and they're harvesting these precious resources and that they're going to bring back to become rich when they yeah. get back to shore. Uh, so you mentioned corn and yeah. uh, the chaos gods and what they like about this place. And we were talking about... Um, what else you find in the realm of death? What are the other cultures other than the living people that are here? Mm -hmm. Also, we were talking about when, yeah, the societies that have an idea of what an afterlife is, it manifests in the realm of death. With the belief mm -hmm. in itself brings about form mm -hmm. in, in this land. So if you, let's say, if you, if there's a culture that would believe something that we could you know, like, relate and we know about like, like Valhalla. Valhalla, the Norse, yeah. Norse and, and, mythology. And, and that's very similar to what they talk about with, uh, was it Halost? Yes. Okay, mm. the land of dead heroes. Basically where those who believe in eternal battle are reincarnated with each new day to fight yeah. again. Yeah. That's amazing. That's Valhalla to me right there. You know. Yes, yeah. And it's such yeah. a fun, I mean, for like a, yeah, a great warrior. And you think of like, there's so much like twisting of like beautiful ideas that happen within the age of Sigmar. When you, you think of the Valhalla legend, yeah. the idea is that if you die gloriously in battle, you'll be gifted the best possible afterlife, which is Valhalla, which was supposed to be like this eternal feast and party. Like right. you're gonna, you're just gonna go a to long this. hall that has you're feasting and battling every day. You know, a true warrior's afterlife. All of your ancestors and loved ones that also died in battle. Yeah. There, you're gonna get to see them again and go to this endless party. Yeah, that's exactly. Valhalla. And that's mm -hmm. why corn wanted into this place. Yes, corn like <laughs> yeah. Can you yeah. imagine? You're like, yes, I, I died in war. I suffered through war my yeah. entire mortal life so I can go to this endless party in the afterlife but when you get to the endless party in afterlife it turns out no it's just endless war because corn has invaded your fantasy in the retirement village which and I, they've rocked it all up I mean yeah. and, and we all know that guy <laughs> at the party <laughs> it's like dude you just, it, it's not uh, the same anymore man you've you've messed this all up yep. yeah no yep. but that's that's what he came in there and there's a mention of that too where he's uh corn and the you know the, the corn worshipers are just like this is their idea of heaven yeah that they get to just eternally fight, fight. and kill the same people and the exactly. next day they're back and they get to yeah. fight and kill them again because they keep getting reincarnated yeah. right in that same spot yeah. And, and no initial like reference to uh, the orcs in this, and I figured they would love that as well. Oh, absolutely! They would love to do they that. Just love the destruction. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, talking about chaos, Nurgle is big in this as well. How so? Well, Papa Nurgle, you know, he wanted the whole spectrum of the whole cycle. Mm. So after dealing and doing a good conquest in the realm of life. Realm of life. Thank you. You got to say it like that. <laughs> um, well, what's the other half of it? Death. Death. So and he he came marching through the doors and uh, invaded, and basically, uh, especially when his power was waxing, and uh, basically wanted to take over this realm as well. Yeah. Or at least lay claim, plant his flag, uh, Papa Nurgle. Mm. So I could. 
I, I could see Zinch loving this place too because he's yeah. the Lord of Change. And you know, when you yeah. change from your mortal form to your death form, your immortal form, that you would, you know, that's that's a change. And I feel like he would have his change energy yeah. that would that would help his. Because that would Magic be big too. I, I see that fitting too. I, I I just haven't seen much reference to Z. No, I don't, I'm surprised. I'm surprised the yeah. Lord of Change isn't mentioned here too much. Yeah, I well, I thought they were yeah. because at first when I was reading this, I was like doing something else. I I think I was like helping my daughter with Minecraft or something, and mm-hmm. um, I went and like turned the page from because the way that the book is set is it starts like you're on that page of like the age of myth and then the age of chaos starts shortly before you have to turn the page. Yeah. And at some point when I turned the page, I turned a few pages and I went into the realm of metal. Yes. Where we were before much, much talk of Nagel. And uh, it was uh, like Zinch in there. I mean, right at the top, it was a new paragraph and it was like Zinch hand revealed. And I was like, Oh, and Zinch is joined. And I'm like reading through and I'm like, interesting oh this sounds much like the realm of metal as well you know and then it's like oh that's oh. here too and that's whoa wow. you know? and, and then so, you realized oh this, oh this is the realm of metal this is the realm of metal <laughs> interesting and i turned back no. over and realized zinch was not a part of it so i'm kind of surprised that there's not more talk of a rivalry between zinch and nagash because they're both wizards and that's their yeah. main thing is being a wizard right and uh, I would think either either to not be rivals if they're not sometimes allies, you know, because they're both like mm. in search of this magic. Why they wouldn't want to try and like trade magic with each other, unless it's just that they're such rivals. Yeah, I, I, I could see Zinch doing that because he is the master of the long game. Yeah, he sets it out. He's thinking. He's putting each peg in its place. And he is patient. Mm-hmm. Nagash, I don't see him being that. I see him being a little more boastful and well. The malign uh, portents. When um, reading, there's a little bit of the malign portents here, and then the other books. I mean, that's the talking about the realm of death too. It all ties together. The malign portents was Nagash from the uh, age of chaos into the um, age of Sigmar. That um, Nagash was a Age of Chaos partner with Sigmar. Right. And then they had a, a falling out and then to win the uh, the uh, war against Chaos they were partners again briefly yeah. mm-hmm. um, but that Nagash thought that Sigmar broke that bargain. Right. That Nagash thought all souls belonged to him and then when he found out that Sigmar reached into the underworld and plucked heroes that were already dead yeah. to make some some of the stormcast uh, well, Gash I, was betrayed. I think that references that c- city <clears throat> that we were talking Hallist. about, Hollist, mm-hmm. right? Where you were talking about, you know, every day being, you know, re, you know, reborn, reborn with, as a hero, right? Ready to go to war. Isn't that what he what Sigmar did? Is he started plucking those yeah. as his greatest heroes? Was that the Hallowed Knights that he created with the the heroes? Oh, Hallows. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. There's one fact. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean of course, that. we're like the not not we're experts on Sigmar. We're not experts on Sigmar lore, but we're learning. That's <laughs> what we're doing here. That there's one faction of um, Stormcast that were all mm. made up yeah. of uh, people that were already dead. Most of the Stormcast Sigmar plucked their living selves and made reforged them to become Stormcast Eternals. 
Yes. But there's this one faction of Hallowed Knights where he he went throughout history and plucked these heroes from the mm-hmm. grave. These were people that were already dead that he's brought back to life to reforge. And that was the greatest insult to Nagash. Yeah, right. And that, and, is, and that is mentioned. That's uh, Hellust. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. But I think it it's also something that the people of 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 Hollist re, like uh, hold against yeah they resent Sigmar for as well because that was during the age of chaos and yeah. chaos is still raining down upon them and they're barely holding off chaos Earth, yeah and and losing some and winning you know, holding off some but then losing more you know what I mean it's like. You know, you're always just taking a little step back and a little step back, and 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 they resent him for that because I mean, he took all his their best heroes. Yeah, here we go. I found the section here. Hmm. It's called "The Truth Comes Out." So after slaying a tide of monstrous chaos beasts alongside the Astral Templars and the anvils of the Heldenhammer, the warriors of Hellust hold a great feast. There, they find out that many anvils were once Hellust warriors end that they were torn away by Sigmar for this very counter-strike. The survivors of the original Halas tribes feel a fierce hatred for Sigmar, growing within their breasts upon learning this, and several tribes swear then and there to oppose Sigmar, the betrayer. The betrayer. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and so what a great opportunity to... The, I don't know much about the Dark Oath, Faction. There's yeah. a, the Dark Oath warrior that's in the, um, Mal- uh, or the uh, the Warhammer Quest. Warhammer Quest. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a the Dark Oath War Queen who's in the Malign Portents. And now there's mm-hmm. a new Dark Oath um, warrior the, band right, for Godsworn. The Godsworn that yeah. are in the uh, the Underworld. Underworld. Nightfall. Under, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That whole. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about their lore, but I picture a group like that coming from Hallost. Yeah. These people that were, you know, great warriors, betrayed by Sigmar, that maybe they end up on the side of chaos, but they're not necessarily bad. They're just on this road for revenge, and so they have they have to throw their lot in somewhere, so maybe they're trying to get power from the chaos gods just because they want to get revenge on Sigmar. Yeah. Which yeah. is something else because, you know, the you know, it talks about the prime inner lands, all these majestic cities that have been built up or in the central region of the realm. And uh, it basically all started with Sigmar bringing them in. I mean, he basically knocked at the Starless Gate. I mean, knocked it by kicking it in and going, yeah. hey, man, I'm here. And uh, basically defeating the defenders of the gate and uh, basically carefully bringing humanity into this realm mm-hmm. and uh, watching them thrive and, and build these cities. Yeah. The build, um, Glimsforge, one of the cities and one that's one of the, the main contested ones in the start of the Soul Wars. Uh, that's one of those cities that's in here. It's really like Sigmar. This is the age of Sigmar. It's kind of like the age of assholes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because really... Sigmar is just an asshole. Yeah, I mean, he's really like okay. I'm 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 defeating chaos. So maybe yeah. you need. I mean, you need right. him to there to defeat chaos. Otherwise, chaos reigns. But man, he's just doing it like he, he's he a does dick. not. He Big does dick. not. No, he does not give a fuck. He's just. Yeah. He, he 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 to me is that dictator 
okay? Yeah. That justifies breaking all the eggs to make the omelet. Mm. Yep. Yeah, he's breaking a lot of eggs. And that, that's earlier in this book, too, there's talk of other moments where there's people battling chaos and having their warriors in the middle of the fight just a blast of blue azure light and they're gone right in their ranks. It's kind of like the rapture or it's like the end of Avengers. You know, you've got people fighting alongside of you yeah. in, in end of infinity war where like all these people just disappear and you think, Oh, what happened? You know? And then find out yeah. later they've been yeah. turned into Stormcast eternals. And instead yeah. of, instead of helping you win your battle, they're pulled to maybe this more important battle, but still there were your brothers and sisters in arms that were just plucked. Yeah, exactly. And it, that screws you in that particular yeah, battle at yeah, that time. You're fucked in that moment. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it makes me think that if, if you have a faction that lived in Shaiish, like you could start a faction that comes from Shaiish and then, but is, um, and then you're like, well, how, how did those people live there and survive? And maybe they were friends to those around them and they were, they were, you know, harvesting what they could and they were, you know, dealing with other realms and all that stuff, but they don't like Sigmar because of mm -hmm. stuff that he did like this, where yeah. he's taking warriors back and um I could see somebody with like an empire army or the like an like army free of free people. peoples yeah. and aligning them with a death army. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of something <clears throat> Like this, where they came from, it's a city like Hallist, and or, and 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 now they're like, no, yeah. Why would I follow that guy? Like, go Nagash, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can see a lot of people turning over, <clears throat> right, because of that. You got to think how appealing this realm is, and it's Nagash's realm, and I think he's selling it well. It's like, this is what you believe. This is your afterlife. Here you are. Yeah, it's it's an, an eternal world and azir sigmar's world is supposed to be this eternal realm as well but the, yeah in opposite fashions this one's the cold eternity but still there's the opportunity to be around people we yeah. before we talked about that one dwarven city from the D, &D um universe canon right that um that where your dwarven ancestors could still interact with you because when they pass to the next a version of life that afterlife that they're still just in the same place they just get to wander right now they're ghosts but they're ghosts in this town you know you get mm -hmm. to still interact with them these generations and generations of people still living in the same place it sounds like a lot of what can happen in Shaiish that yep. you can have these generations of people interacting with each other uh, so that sounds kind of nice that's a nice selling point yeah, that's not no, what exactly. Sigmar is selling Nagash yeah, can yeah. sell you that <laughs> right, you know no, yeah yeah that's what I feel like a lot of people want. They want to see their ancestors in the afterlife, you know? And yeah. there's a great fear, and that is a comforting thought, yeah. you know, to be reunited with them. All the ones you've lost and all the ones that you haven't met yet yeah. are eventually going to meet you yeah. in mm -hmm. this place. You know, everything, nothing's lost. It's all stored safely in this, in this afterlife. Right. So talking about, like, just the other parts of the realm of death... Um, other other countries that are in here other than the ones that have the the living mortals um there are lots of places controlled by nagash uh so there's uh karstinia is one of them i think and isn't that the um is that the one that's run by um 
Manfred? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throwback to the old world. Yes. He, here he is. Yeah. So Manfred von Karstein was the one, I guess, the main vampire lord from the world that was old, old Hammer. Uh, he's, you know, he's think Dracula. That's that's Manfred von Karstein. And this is so his his land, Karstinia, would be a lot like Transylvania. Um, there, It's fun in here uh, listening to him so he Nagash brought him back from the world that was so he is the same Manfred von Karstein from from the old Warhammer but none of his family and followers were resurrected just him Mm -hmm. so he in his uh, Karstinia he recreates them out of out of other dead beings you know so it's it's them for all intents and purposes except it ends up for him. He's trying to recreate them, but he really can't. So they're just kind of like the image of what they were. And it just, he doesn't say it breaks his heart, but he just can't stand it. He's done it, and now he just can't stand it. So he just abandons it. Yeah. Says and, he's, he soon abdicates, leaving a hollow mockery of Sylvania behind him. Yeah. That's fun. Oh. That sounds very Dracula. Yeah. You know? It's very dramatic. Very yes, oh, yes. yes. What a does. drama queen! Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, I can see anymore. like you know the the circle like uh, you know like Archon, uh, Neferata, and, and Manfred are like um, Nagash's like small council. Yeah, if you're yeah, and they're all like waiting around the table and just like oh Manfred, you fucking drama queen, just <laughs> you know. <laughs> so if like. Just assuming everybody's read what we've read, but I don't want to assume that. That if you're not familiar with the whole lore of Nagash, Nagash has his Mortarks. So they're like monarch, but with the death more M O R T more for death. Uh, so they're the Mortarks. So you've got Manfred von Karstein, Neferata, mm-hmm. and Arcan. Yep. Uh, so Neferata is very Egyptian. She's like an yep. Egyptian mummy. And Arcan is very much a lich as well. Mm-hmm. Like Nagash is a, a an eternal right. lich, like a uh, Sararak. Like a Sararak, very much so. Uh, if you're in the D and D lore, like a Sararak. Uh, and then so, Manfred is vampire. Van, yeah, Manfred's you know. a vampire, like very much like Dracula. Yeah. So it's fun thinking about Nagash, the god of the dead, having these three. Yeah, his his small council, leading Shaiish with these Mortarks doing things that he wants them to do and going to certain places and doing stuff for him. Yeah, he's got these and these three knights, essentially, that he's, like, called up. You know, he's, like, he's taken these powerful undead mm-hmm. magic users and he's given them a part of his power. And now, uh, in, in doing so, giving them part of his power as a reward, too, he's giving them, he's given them kingdoms of mm-hmm. their own within Shaiish. So the, there are these, like, King undead kingdoms ruled by these undead monarchs. Yep. Karstinia is you know the vampire kingdom, and then the the faction is the flesh eater courts. I guess they're the ones that would live in Karstinia or or have branched out from Karstinia, right? Um. Yeah. I mean, there there is a. I'm. I don't know much about the flesh eater courts because I don't have that tome. Oh, okay. Yeah, but on the legions of Nagash tome. Mm-hmm. They do have one for vampires, and Manfred is in there. Yeah, so he can, and so is Neferata. So they can all be taken inside that Legions of Nagash um, uh, 
a battle tome and you can do different allegiances based on that yeah. so i know like there's the legion of nagash that you can take her grand host of nagash and then it's supposed to be centered around him um and then legions of sacrament that's mm-hmm. supposed to be like arcan yeah and then there's like the legions of blood which i think is the uh, vampire yeah and then that's mm-hmm. legion of death maybe which is neferata i guess something so. like that yeah. she's very much egyptian egyptian mummy and there mm-hmm. we, we used to have the faction called the tomb kings which were yep. all egyptian mummy themed um, which i guess uh, what's left of that has been part of what's now neferata yeah um so those are their kingdoms that also exist here in Shaiish. Yeah. Uh, which that that's fun too, that in this one realm you can go from Valhalla and then go a little bit further over and now you're in Transylvania. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ravenloft. Ravenloft. Right. <laughs> right. And so where are those do you feel like they're just like regions around and they just happen to be like kind of like our world is set up where you have a continent and you can go from this continent to that continent and they can be very different just in style of like terrain and biome and all that kind of stuff or do you think it's like as they get towards the center it's very much death 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 in the center and the different levels of death whereas then as you move maybe towards the mid ranges out then it's like it could be Valhalla and then as you get towards the very edges that's where it's like it's just a lot of just everything. I like the swirling. way you said um, levels of death because you immediately you immediately made me think of Dante's Inferno, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 I believe, depending on the inhabitants of this realm, they can't completely grasp the realm that they're in, hmm. and many of them think of it differently. You know, because it does say that. They do believe that there's many layers, you know, almost like it's, uh, you know, tectonic plates, you know, that are just packed on top of one another. And these are the different realms, you know, these different layers. And uh, they talk about like an inverted triangle of 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 this of these levels. And then others just think of it as uh, I think it's the uh, uh, the grots who worship the spiders, the uh, spider fang. Yes. And they believe it's a big cavern. Mm, you know yeah and, and as such yeah. so they all have these oh, yeah, different yeah. visions like and very different much ideas. like the afterlife mm. you know they all have their own view on what this realm is like yeah and for them it's reality mm-hmm. and i think that's that's exactly it, it, it we it, there's no true version of the realm yeah but, whatever mm. you believe i think that's that's what it is that's amazing to think that whatever you think about death is manifest in this realm yeah uh, yeah, that's that's really neat. But I think you have to take it back to th- there's a limited understanding in this world. Just like if you take centuries back in our world, a limited understanding of what people thought of space and the world and you the mean, circular you mean back, realm of it. Back when humans still thought the Earth was flat. Well, Way still is. back then. For some when people. they actually thought the world was flat. <laughs> Not like all these fake fat, flat earthers. Right, exactly. <laughs> But uh, uh, but yeah, so it could be that 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 there are different maybe different sections of this realm where maybe maybe there's a realm gate. So like the Spider Fang, you know, faction for example, maybe where they're from, there was a realm gate that led to Shaiish, and that version of their 
afterlife was always where that realm gate led to but maybe that realm gate led to a specific continent on Shaish whereas other places that had a different interpretation had a different realm that led to a different continent you know what I mean and so those different areas made it seem very you know like like um, Columbus thinking he's in India yeah yeah, he, they they come through the realm gate and think, oh, this is Shaiish. This is what right. all of Shaiish is like. But no, they just land right. in this one spot. Yeah. and you're very limited based on because it's a big place, but you've not traveled to, you know, a, a different continent where it has a different biome and it's mm-hmm. a different setup. It's a different style. It's a different, you know, yeah. yeah, whole sort of like the storms are different. That you know, like just the same, you know, here. Because it's yeah. an entire world. Yeah. You know, it's not just one city or one place. It is. What, what I notice in the reading is uh, one of the main consistent um, ideas behind it in all these beliefs is that the center of the realm is basically a giant pit that yeah. is drawing the outward edges. And it in. didn't used yeah. to be that way. Yes. In, since the Age of Sigmar, it, it, it's just been since Age of Sigmar, second edition and the malign importance and the necroquake that that changed right so what happened well since you ask uh nagash in his betrayal and, and him playing the long game there's actually talk in one of these uh books i can't quote you exactly i can't i can't cite my sources but nagash has been collecting realm stone and he wants all of the realm stone so he can he can create his spell which will make him the most powerful of all the gods in the age of Sigmar and that he will be able to claim all the souls that really belong to him in his mind. Uh, so one of the tasks, I, I wish I could figure out which exactly where I read it. He found this area where there was all this, you know, this, um, death sands. And he had this, like, think about ants bringing stuff back to the hive or back to their, their anthill. He had, miles and miles of skeletons just with a handful of grain sand just walking for years this like train of skeletons walking for years to bring handfuls of grain sand back so he could reforge it into realm stone so that he can put it back into his his great pyramid and then his great pyramid was this like magical engine that was going to create this this necroquake that was going to make him the the most powerful of these gods uh, but when he finally started he was forced to start his process early because the malign importance somehow this one faction of oryx um, got wind of it and they attacked his pyramid his great black pyramid his big inverted pyramid which sounds to me like something out of a um I think it was Hellraiser 2. They had this great inverted yeah, yeah. like diamond mm. shape pyramid that's swirling in there. That's what I picture in my mind, that same image from Hellraiser 2. So the Oryx attack, and that forces Nagash's hand. So he starts his, uh, his big spell before he's really ready. Unbeknownst to him, the Skaven uh, were reading the Malign Portents as well, and they sent in some of the Clan Eshen Skaven assassins and this is one of the big turning points too they were supposed to investigate and report back but once they investigated they saw all this realm stone inside the pyramid and they realized the value 
of this like treasure hoard that they'd seen. So they went into the pyramid and were harvesting realm stone. They were going to steal some of the realm stone from within the pyramid when Nagash started the spell. And their their life, the fact that the Skaven were inside there, and this is me paraphrasing, this is, none of this is exact quotes, but anyway, the Skaven's life being inside there uh, caused the spell to fail. So it creates the Necroquake, which creates all the endless spells and releases all this death magic and it, it's it's great you yeah. know i love this i love this yeah. so much they do such a great job and i i love that everything went wrong uh yeah it's a lot of fun but that where they once had all of the death was in the outer ring like a lot of these realms the outer ring is the most dangerous part this is the necroquake inverted Shaiish. So now yeah. it's the center that's the unlivable part. It's exactly. the center that's just full of death. Yeah. And people getting sucked into it. Right. And it's the outer rim where you're you're safe. Right. And it mentions that. It mentions that these uh, uh, lands and these cities that are based upon the beliefs of these people, if they are strong, and if you do not feel much suffering because of your belief, you know, within these lands, then your city stays true. But it does mention that those lands where the people are downtrodden and they experience the grief and the heartache and the loss, well, those areas are soon destroyed and crumbled and sucked into the void that is within the center. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that, that, not if it was real, well, but yeah, like, no, in exactly. a, in like a... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's mention, too, about... Um, people being drawn into the circle and not even known not even knowing and there's right. the one example is a of a guy who's just he's his job is just to sweep up the you know this tavern and every day he's doing the same task of just walking around sweeping up and eventually he doesn't realize that he's just become an automaton that he's 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 lost all of his inner self and he's just sweeping and just sweeping and eventually he's just a skeleton just keep continuing to sweep this this room as his entire like village is sucked into the 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 void in yeah. the middle the great inversion yeah that mm. example remind me of the uh, the sorcerer's apprentice yes me too yeah <laughs> yeah i'm just letting those brooms go yep huh shade spires in here yep uh shade spire was the you know the Underworld's beginning. It was also in the beginning of Skirmish. They talk yeah. about Shadespire in the yeah. first edition yeah. of the Skirmish games, and and that it was a city where people had figured out a way to live forever. Cheat death. They got to cheat death, and in again, a way, in a way, in a way, yeah, yeah. They figured out how to use that grave sand to control their. You know, they created these hourglasses that they could use to control their own life, and you know keep themselves going and Nagash said no 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 I'm going to destroy your entire city because you defied me you know you don't yeah. you know, divide death I'm, I'm coming for you huh. it's, it's like uh, uh, in Harry Potter the Deathly Hallows yeah you know that like they've yep you defied me I'm death you know you know here here's a reward for defying me but no really I'm tricking you to to come back to me sooner that you're eventually going to come back to me but in that story the the third brother or are, are, are they brothers or just friends? Uh, depends on the telling, but yeah, in, in the book they say they're a couple times they say they're friends or brothers. But okay. yeah, so the third one um, asks uh, for the cloak, mm -hmm. and so he gets the cloak that basically makes himself invisible. Yeah, and so he hides from death. 
for so many years until he's old and he knows he's going to die. And then he passes on the cloak to his son. And then he turns and the story says, like, he then willingly, he willingly, like, goes with death. Yeah, it says, and, uh, and, and it's kind of like this pact that they're both, like, death's like. Respects him. Respect. Yeah, he's like, yeah, man, you did it. You got me. Yeah, I think the wording was something like, and then he greeted death as an old friend. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Goes, yeah, goes gracefully. Um, Unlike that poem that says, do not go gracefully into that long night. (laughs) Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Yeah. So I feel like there's, like in in the realm of uh, Shaish, there's going to be lots of different versions of people's afterlives Mm -hmm. and different places where they live and different things. And I wonder if they all exist and go along nicely until they clash with Nagash. Yeah. And whether you clash in a way that's respectful or not respectful depends on the everlasting society right and it sounds like i don't think they say this outright but just in the conversation makes me think about it thinking what does nagash get out of letting mortals continue to live in his lands is that they reproduce they're making more souls they're like cattle you know, the more they reproduce, the more souls he gets. It's yeah. so a renewable resource. Exactly. Yes. It's a renewable resource. All the more reason for him yeah. to want more and Why more not? cities around there. He wants yeah. these cities to thrive and grow. He doesn't want them to be Sigmar cities. He wants them to be his cities. Right. right. With life comes death, and he knows that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, as long as they're not defying death. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want immortals. He wants... He wants People that live a certain amount of time create babies and then they die. Yeah. 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 Huh. It's fun to picture. Which is, you know, interesting in that, like, in the the Deathly Hallows, mm-hmm. the guy wasn't necessarily escaping death. He was just delaying death. Yeah. And went willingly at when it was his time. Yeah. When he chose. When, when he, he chose. Yeah. But naturally, but it was yeah. still natural. Yes, yeah. it wasn't the stone, you know, or yeah. wasn't the yeah, yeah, uh, the wand, right? But all that was selfish stuff. It was, and he wa- it was yeah. selfishness, yeah. and he, yeah, he wasn't. I mean, I mean, I mean, depends on your point of view. Selfish, not selfish, but anyway, well, he, the, he the was guys natural. did selfish things with it in a way. I guess you know, you're right. Yeah, it's it, it's not the item that was selfish. It was the the user yeah uh i like thinking about wands don't kill people (laughs) 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 anyway what were you gonna say wands don't people kill people wizards kill people (laughs) (laughs) dude bumper sticker yeah oh man yeah we could sell those uh so thinking about the people that live here uh it they talk about in this book that the people that live in Shaiish are aware of their surroundings and that the natural dangers here are things like vampires and ghouls and ghosts and wraiths and all these like all these type death legions. And they talk about how they have all of these different uh, wards and magic items and like all these different things they do to protect themselves. So that when I think about people living here, I do think about old vampire movies where there's garlic hanging everywhere and there's crosses on all the walls and that's what i picture the people living there like maybe they're living and maybe they're thriving 
but they've got this constant fear in the back of their mind. You know, exactly. they've got these constant, like constant things they have to do. I picture them in, uh, you remember seeing the mummy? Oh yeah. 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 In the nineties, the, the, yeah. 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 Um, uh, Steven Sommer is oh, director. Frazier. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, that's one of the most fun movies ever. Oh man. Yeah. I, I think Steven Sommers was the director and I think that was his best movie. And every movie he's made after that has been slightly worse. Because <laughs> uh, he also did Van Helsing. You know, he did three mummy movies. He did Van Helsing. Oh yeah. Uh, he did mm-hmm. the two GI Joe movies. Yeah. It's just been like a slow decline for him. I, I love the mummy though. Cause it was, uh, it had that one guy in there. Uh, that was Brendan Fraser's like sidekick that kept portraying him. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's the one that has all those different holy symbols around yep. his neck that he's constantly like when he's a when he's actually confronted by the mummy he's like praying to all these different yeah, gods yeah. you know <laughs> like figuring out which one's gonna save me. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I picture the people in Shaiish are doing all the time. They're like, oh my god, a wraith, and they're like doing all these different prayers and rituals trying to protect themselves at the last minute. Hey, I've got all the horses. <laughs> You're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> Perfect. That's right on. <clears throat> yeah, that movie, yeah, it still it still plays even though the CG is just yeah. But it, you know, it what some of the work they did CG-wise was like it, it was used and reused. They did they did some groundbreaking in that one yeah. even though it doesn't play so well today. They did some groundbreaking yeah. work. Uh, yeah. Fun movie, also a fun ride at Universal. Yeah. That oh yeah, you're ride. right. Yeah. yeah. Really fun. Yeah. Very well done. Especially with the Irish pub right across from. Uh, yeah. The, uh, Way to bring it back to Orlando. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> grounding it. Yeah, grounding it. Yeah. Here we go. If you, yeah. hey, bring some money our way. If you like the hey, mummy, come on down, down to Orlando. And if you like Harry Potter, <laughs> come oh, on down. Come on down. You're gonna experience. And while the- you're here. Let's you know hit up Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> definitely hit us up. They, um, I've been reading the Night Hunt book and talking about visiting Orlando. Uh, Lady Olinder is now the fourth Martark. Hmm. Martark. Uh, Lady Olinder is the Martark of grief, like grieving bride, and her gown looks like a bride gown, but she's got the veil, like she's grieving at the same time. That makes me think of the haunted mansion. Oh yeah, you know yeah. there's that bride yep. uh, character, and when you're if you've been on that ride at the end, there's the the ghost that's like waving down, and she says, "Hurry back!" Yeah, and she's like <laughs> that creepy ghost at the end. You know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, right? you ever been on that ride? Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah that's Lady Olinder. Is this? Yeah, this is like ghostly thing. So yeah, if you want to go to Shaiish, come on down, down to come Orlando. to Orlando, yeah. and we'll hit it up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much fun to think about all these people trying to just survive the most recent Ghostbusters film. Okay. Which, uh, some great effects. If you want to see Night Haunt, it's like uh, an yeah. army of Night Haunt. Yep. That mm-hmm. film really looks spectacular. And I will go on record all my controversial controversial opinions. I like that movie. Oh, yeah. I like the new Ghostbusters. I did too. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I am a diehard Ghostbusters fan. Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2. I am a fan. Yeah. Liking this new movie does not stop me from being a fan of the old movies and being yeah. like that too. Yeah. 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 And if you don't like the old or if you don't like the new one and you really love the old ones, well the new one wasn't for you. It wasn't. So don't think it was. Right? I mean, this is this this talking about that toxic fandom thing. 
liking a thing doesn't mean you don't like a different thing. You know, yeah. it's possible to like two things. Anyway. What? Liking two things? <laughs> let's do this. Let's uh, take a break. Okay. And let's go back and we'll hit. You want to do artifacts? You want to do spells of the realm? I also want to talk about uh, films and yeah. pop culture that make you think about Shaiish. Okay. All right. And living in Shaiish and uh, how you would base your army and like theme your army around living in the realm of dead exactly yeah. okay all right that, that sounds great and excluding okay. everything that has to do with the last jedi yes <laughs> all right perfect <laughs> Jaish is a realm of endings where amethyst magic is strongest within the realm's borders are every underworld ever summoned into being by the beliefs of mortal cultures. At the center of all stands the great citadel of Nagashazar, where the supreme lord of the undead dwells. We're back from our break. Woo! Yeah, this this episode's going on. This is almost like a garage hammer episode at this point. Wow. We're like we got, oh, a, we got a lot to talk about. And those <laughs> guys do too. So Well they do have a lot to talk about. Yeah. And it's a very informative show and I'm very grateful and big fans. I it's highly recommend show. Garage Hammer. But you know, Garage Hammer shows tend to be a little yeah. long and we're gonna we're gonna yeah. we're gonna yeah. push we're gonna that. give them a run for their money yeah. on this one. Yeah. But this is already part two. And we're almost <laughs> hitting the two yeah. hour mark. Well, part one wasn't exactly uh, yeah, no, on point. Was, uh, part one doesn't. Yeah, count. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you listened to it. The Garage Hammer they did a one-off that was just talking about the Last Jedi. It was, uh, I believe, it was uh, Y Tech's the the Y Tech couple talking about it. it yeah, was, it was yeah that was great. Yeah, nice. Sheesh, sheesh. The realm sheesh. of death, realm of battle rules, uh, realm sphere magic. Pall of Doom is the spell. All right, so these are the spells right here. Yeah. Okay. No, right away, the, the yep. Pall of Doom is the spell. Do you want to read it, Mark? Yeah. Okay. So, Pall of Doom. So, a cloud of terrifying darkness pours forth and engulfs the wizard's foes. So, the Pall of Doom has a casting value of six. If successfully cast, you want to pick an enemy unit within 18 inches of the caster that is visible to them. You want to subtract two from the bravery characteristic of the unit you picked until your next hero phase. So attack in the bravery. That's nice. And that yeah. comes up a lot with death and night haunt about like right. causing... that fear. Yeah. 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 It, it, playing death, I didn't realize, you know, how important it was to to do that. To, to minus somebody's battle shock and then all of a sudden you know you get somebody up there like the uh, terrorgeist and that's doing damage based on a bravery like a bravery test yeah if you can stack stack yeah. all these things to lower your opponent's bravery yeah and then you know uh, depending on what kind of army they have if, you, if they've already got a low bravery characteristic or if you're forcing them to spend command points on inspiring presence you know, you can you can whittle away at the army with chop, chipping away at their bravery. Yeah. Uh, Daughters of Cain, the mind raiser, which is my favorite spell. Uh, if they sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if their bravery is higher, they uh, the 
Mind Razor is a better spell. So Apollo Doom would definitely help in that area. And they've mm -hmm. got other spells that will help them lowering your opponent's bravery. And they've got other buffs that will raise their own bravery. It's all about measuring each other's bravery. The death already having super high bravery, uh, it, it, this would be nice to use against a death army too to, to lower their bravery. So it's something you don't have to worry about as much. You know, you're running a, a death army, you're not worried about taking those battle shock tests as much unless you're getting a ton wiped out. Yeah. The the ability to bring them back and yeah. do it again. But then again, like almost in the way that Korn loves to loves death in any way, whether it's theirs or somebody else's. Doesn't not matter where the blood hey, flows from. Lower my bravery. Let that unit go off faster than I think and then yeah. let's bring them back again. It's walking that line, right? We don't wanna wipe out the unit. We wanna get them down to like you know, just a couple of models that yep. are useless and we can just kind of ignore them. Yeah. But not wipe them out completely because they're coming right back. Exactly. Realm Commands. Uh, the first one, Honor the Dead. What do you think, Nicholas? The dead are honored by the living, ending the lives of their remaining foes. You can use this command ability at the start of any combat phase. If you do so... Pick a friendly unit that is within 3 inches of a friendly hero or 12 inches of your general and roll a dice. If the dice roll is less than the number of models that have been slain from the unit you picked, you can add 1 to the attack characteristic of weapons used by that unit in that combat phase. Nice. That's that's pretty big. Add 1 to the attacks? Yeah. Yeah, double the number of attacks. So coming back to my witch elves... Uh, they're already doing four attacks and they're doing five attacks with re-rolls and uh, on sixes they're doing uh, cause two attacks or two wounds you know so yeah that sucks too yeah <laughs> huh. yeah no that's good yeah and I like that one the death is all about adding attacks as well which I found yeah. out you know after playing your the skeletons in the stars of came yeah after playing those witch elves all the time and just dealing with so many attacks I was like started playing death and i was like wait a second i can start getting some nasty attacks and coming back to the skeletons i had this mental picture when i think about an army of skeletons i was picturing very similar to an army of zombies i was picturing something slow moving that would you know would do you know their their one or two attacks but there was just massive bodies that's that's zombies Skeletons are really more like the Jason and the Argonauts. I was thinking that too, yeah. You know, these yeah, like quick crazy. moving, graceful, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, just like really fast hack and slash. They're because they've got no, they're nothing slowing them down. Yeah. It's just bones. You yeah. know, they're just, that's, yeah. that's skeletons. Tons of attacks. If you think about it, it's kind of like just like a, like a, like a, like a battery, like a Tesla car. It's like yeah. you don't have gears you're shifting. You're not getting. You're not waning from yeah. any sort of thing. You're just like, go is go. Yeah. You know, and so like kind of like a skeleton, I guess. Whatever they're getting their power from, right? That magical. It's not a. Yeah, it's not energy a, some, that's animating them. It's just an energy. Yeah. So they're just going to use it. Yeah. And they're just going to use it, maybe full throttle, or they're what? I don't know. Yeah, you know? they're not like. Is there a, is there a steady flow of that energy, or is there a flux? You know. That'd be interesting to explore. Yeah. Yeah, the whole physics of animating skeletons. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, I, I like the idea of this, my new mental picture of when I hear skeletons, like, oh, these things are 
fast and and can attack a lot yeah so the next uh, realm command is soul force sacrifice your general can siphon soul force from their minions to extend their life you can use this command ability at the start of your hero phase if you do so pick a friendly unit that is within three inches of your general allocate any number of wounds to that unit that you wish you can heal one wound that has been allocated to your general for each wound that you allocate. Man, think about like Nagash, you know, and, and yeah. just being surrounded by a swarm. Any any great hero, you know, like any hero that you need to keep around other than Marathi, who can't be healed by any means. But any <laughs> any other hero that you just you need to keep them keep a yeah. pile of bodies nearby. You can just keep like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Allocating any number of wounds to that unit. You can heal one wound that's been allocated to your general for each wound that you allocate. Wow. Yeah. That's so incredible. You got a you got a fourteen wound hero that's down to three wounds, and you've got a unit of twenty models right next to it, just boom. Yeah. Wipe it out. They're still You're probably to, gonna have to take a battle shock. And and probably that'll be the end of them. But if it's skeletons, bring them back. Bring them right back. That's awesome. Oh uh, yeah. That's great. Just to have this ten man unit. Just the cheapest you can get and have them sticking around. That's 10 wounds you can siphon. Yeah. Just bring them back. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I like yeah. that feature. I like yeah. the command. All right. So, Realmscape features, mm -hmm. uh, just like all the other tables for the Realmscape features, you get to roll your D6, and there are six options. Number one, the Baron Moorland. Wastelands of bone and dust stretch as far as the eye can see. This realmscape feature has no effect on the battle. It's always number one minor thing. Doesn't yep. do anything. And Isn't that the one up. that we usually roll? Isn't that the one we, because we played in Dang, the realm of death, and I think we rolled everything that really didn't matter. We should really make one a re-roll. Yeah. That's not interesting. Yeah. Yeah. One, you know? you really want something to happen. You want something to show the fact that you're playing in this realm. You know, how boring is it? Like, oh, there's nothing no, happening nothing. here. It's, okay. it's the same as ever. Mark, what do you think about number two? Number two, life leeching. Hmm. Uh, the land here can drain the life force from a living being, causing them to suddenly drop dead in their tracks. So at the start of your hero phase, you want to roll a dice on a six-up, pick an enemy unit, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Not bad. Huh. Yeah. On a six up. It's tough. It's tough to get to. It's not going to happen all that often. But, you know, if it does happen, if you happen to roll a six and you happen to roll another six, then you get a D3 mortal wounds. Yeah. Hey. It's a nice little, like, free freebie. Um, Nicholas, what do you think of the winds of death? Swirling zephyrs. Zephyrs or zephyrs? Zephyrs. 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 I've always I had think a problem zephyrs. with this Zeppelin. Okay. Like, <laughs> swirling zeppelins of deathly <laughs> i like that better yeah all right uh swirling zephyrs of deathly energy skitter across the realm snuffing out the life force of those whose path it crosses at the start of your hero phase roll a dice on a six up pick an enemy unit and then roll a dice for each model in it for each five up that unit suffers one mortal wound well, that's pretty nasty hmm. yeah zone in on those uh those hordes of hordes 30 40 yeah model units mm -hmm. what are you gonna get you know out of 40 units at least yeah you know what how many are you gonna get i don't know but enough that uh 
just want enough to cause battle shock. Yep. For me, yeah. that, that's the big thing. Enough to cause battle shock. Enough to cause some more mortal, some more because battle loss. shock stacks from every phase. It's total. It's total. It stacks total right at the end of the turn. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So you know, forty man unit on five ups, um, a third of that is going to be taking mortal wounds. Yeah. Statistically. Mm-hmm. So that's over ten models. Yeah. That's that's rough. That is rough. And if you're talking about fighting a goblin army, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe you have a unit of 40 goblins with a low bravery, like Easily. a pile of bravery. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four is the haunted realm. The buildings and features of these lands are haunted by the restless spirits of those that have died here. Terrain features have the sinister scenery rule from page 235, in addition to any other scenery rules that they have. So you might have already rolled for your scenery rules. Everything out there is also sinister. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, we should look that up real quick. Yeah. 235. From our the night of um, trivia. We should all remember we that. Should, we, we should all remember Sinister. I know. Eventually, we're going to put that out there where we played that trivia game. And, yeah. Uh, sinister is like... Got hammered. We were all falling down. If you pass over it or are stuck on it, then you subtract one from the bravery characteristic of units while they are within one inch or, oh. one inch of any sinister terrain. So minus one bravery once again to everything. Again, coming back to bravery. I was not. I was not on point. You're not but. on point with that. You're not, not what you expected to hear when you heard sinister. <laughs> no, no. I was just. I was trying to play like I remembered, but I didn't. <laughs> it was pretty. I, you had me right until I started reading it, and I'm like, oh wait, wait no, he no. didn't. He didn't know. Uh, so that was the haunted realm, Mark. Eternal war. Those that fight and die in these lands will be reborn at the next day's dawn if they acquit themselves with valor. Add one to the bravery characteristic of all units. So kind of a turn nice. on the other way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like that it it doesn't actually say they'll be reborn. You know, they'll be reborn the next day's dawn if they equip themselves with valor. Right. If. Yeah. If. 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 It's conditional. Well, and, and on top of that, I mean, like, okay, I'm going to fight a lot harder if I think I'm going to be given an afterlife. If I don't think that I'm going to have an afterlife, I'm going to run away. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. To live another day. To live another day. Uh, yeah. Ether quick aftershock. As the battle begins, a thunderous aftershock of etheric energy rolls across this land, filling sorcerers with deathly magic energy. Add one to casting rolls. I like it, but I feel like there should be a cost. I, I want I want the uh, miscast back mm, in there. Yeah, I want them to say, add one to all casting rolls. And anything that goes... But... Let's say something like any, any rolls that go over 12... Um, something like that. That yeah, would be perfect. Roll, yeah. Because you, you're rolling boxcars. You roll boxcars. If you roll boxcars, like, oh, no. Right, you screwed. But that would actually, that, just if you roll over 12, you could have something else that adds plus one or plus two. Yeah, that's like what I was Archon, thinking. Now you're getting, you know. Yeah, so if you've got, like, Nagash that can sometimes get plus four, plus five, or whatever, you can, like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> you know, Nagash gets punished. Yeah. Because of his own aetherquake, his own his own necroquake he created. Right. I, 
Yeah, I, I like that. I, w- I wish they had something like that. Otherwise, it's just kind of underwhelming. Normally, yeah. you roll a six, like, grr. Now you've got two giant monsters roaming around. But in, yeah. you're in the realm of death, you just get the plus one. Probably, like, wrapped together. those That and, like, a dispel scroll that somebody can take. Yeah. You know, like, it, that was just so fun all the time. Just always having the ability to take a dispel scroll. Once per game, Yeah, you get to shut down. Just shut down a spell. Yeah. That was so nice. Yeah, it was fun because we all took it. Yep. Yeah. Once once you see the value, it's like a. I mean, maybe that's why they took it away because you would just always take it. Yeah. They want it, and one of the things um, listening to Stormcast, I mean, getting caught up there. One of the things they talk about in Stormcast is they wanted to get rid of the, the one plus idea. They mm-hmm. wanted to stop you from. They wanted to make sure that everybody was doing something different. They didn't want the one thing that everybody was doing. I really appreciate that. Yeah. All right. You want to move on to uh, the uh, the different malign sorcery stuff that we got for Shaiish. So the spells of Shaiish are a lot of fun. In Shaiish, where the magical. Okay, I've had enough beer now. I can't say more magic. Was it mad? Magical. <laughs> it's not as bad as immobile glowden statues, but freaking madge. Uh, in Shaiish, where the magical cataclysm began, the air became heavy with the stuff of death. Those with the arcane wherewithal to manipulate the amethyst magic that surrounded them, whether for noble aims or nefarious ends, did so with terrifying creativity. I like that. Mm-hmm. Terrifying creativity. It right, just so seems sinister. Oh, terrifying creativity! It's like a, that's like that's a torture. Like, that's a torture like Hellraiser to me. You, you know? know what I mean? Like, yeah, Hellraiser. Yeah. Like the people, yeah, creative torturists. Uh, Mark, word of ending. Okay, word of ending. So, uttering a secret word, the wizard brings his foe closer to their end. So, the word of ending has a casting value of six. Decent. If successfully cast, you want to pick an enemy hero within 12 inches of the caster that is visible to them and roll a dice. If the result is more than the number of wounds allocated to that model, it suffers D3 mortal wounds. What do you think? Mm. It's, um, it's a tough roll. It's, it's a tough roll if it's a hero. Yeah. Now, if you're... you got to pick a hero. If if you're fighting if you're fighting I feel like if you're fighting somebody that's got something pesky in the way that's that's you know maybe like your iron jaws where you yeah. may have a model that has three wounds you might get the chance to knock but it, it has down to a be a hero it has to be a hero, hero. Oh, oh you're right yeah. oh it does have so to that be. is tough even with the daughters of Cain yeah. the weakest hero has five wounds so that's essentially right. just like it's, it's what was already up. in the realm in the yeah. realm rules of roll a six and do d3 mortal wounds yeah. Yeah. that's pretty much what you're going for same six. thing yeah uh, next one Nicholas nice touch the wizard makes the bodies of his allies insubstantial enemy blades pass harmlessly through them while their own remain as deadly as ever. Knight's Touch has a casting value of 8. Ooh. If successfully cast, pick a friendly unit within 6 inches of the caster that is visible to them. 
and ignore modifiers positive and negative when making save rolls for that unit until your next hero phase. That that's pretty good. Eight eight's a steep roll, but if you've got any kind of bonuses in there, yeah, uh, yeah, ignore modifiers, shutting it down. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, with somebody that doesn't have great modifiers to their save roll that's going to help because you're negating your modifiers to your save yeah. roll but you're negating the rend essentially if i'm fight I'm, if i have to fight your ko i want this spell <laughs> you've got so much rend in that army and i don't I, my best save is a five up so yeah yeah i want to shut down your rend uh the next one is soul shroud the wizard shields his allies from the touch of harmful magics soul shroud has a casting value of six if successfully cast pick a friendly unit within 12 inches of the caster that is visible to them that unit is not affected by other spells until your next hero phase nice if you've got an, an, an opponent like facing a nagash or an arcan opponents that can put out a lot of damage spells yeah nice to put that shield up yeah mark you got the next one all right unnatural darkness the wizard blankets his allies in an engulfing shroud of blackness. Unnatural darkness has a casting value of six. If successfully cast, you want to pick a friendly unit within 12 inches of the caster that is visible to them. Subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that target that unit until your next hero phase. Yeah, nice. I, I That's nice. pretty good. Yeah, and yeah. there's... Decent casting value. Since second edition, there's a lot of way to stack, a lot of ways to stack those, you know, mm -hmm, to get yeah. those extra minus ones to hit yep. rolls. I I like that. Uh, definitely comes up, um, Olgu, and there's uh, options with the daughters of Cain. There's lots of ways to stack those. And look out, sir, isn't that a minus one to the hit too, or is that a plus one to your save? I can't remember. We took a test. And we, we did this whole DJ quiz. We should I think it's that. minus one to hit. Minus one to hit. Yeah. So, yeah, you can stack these things, and all of a sudden it's it really hard to uh, yeah. to shoot a hero. Yeah. Uh, next one, Nicholas. Soufflé. The oh, wizard. I love souffle. Oh, souffle. Souffle. <laughs> the wizard reaches into the soul of the enemy, inflicting spiritual wounds that manifest upon their victim's corporeal corp. Corporeal form. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Corporeal form. Corporeal. 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 Corporal. All of them. Corporeal. All, all Corporal. of the above. Corporeal. <laughs> What's corporeal? Corporeal. Corporeal form. That means they're actual like physical form. They're okay. like, it's in the, yeah. I don't know. Okay. They're souffle version. They're souffle. Not the, yes. Okay. I envision like Julia Child reading this right now <laughs> or any you know, of the fam famous cooks. Wizard features into the soul. <laughs> Souffle has a casting value of seven. <laughs> her, uh, her Gordon Ramsay. So just add, add about twenty f bombs to it, and uh, you get you got him there. Right. Soulfly has a casting value of seven. If successfully cast, pick an enemy hero within twelve inches of the caster that is visible to them. That unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Bam. Nothing. Nothing. But then... But in addition, if the unit suffers three mortal wounds from this spell, oh, subtract, subtract two. two from its bravery characteristic 
until your next hero phase. Yeah. Why would you not take that spell? That's awesome. Casting value of seven, not not too bad. Mm-hmm. Over word of ending. Enemy well, wor- hero. Yeah. It's a cast so word of ending is a casting value of six. And then you have to roll in order to do the D three mortal wounds. Right. Whereas this one is just do it. Just and yes. then, then do more. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So this is so far this I want to say is the best one. So I go, guess, go with souffle. Yeah, definitely enjoy some souffle. It, I think the only reason to take word of ending is if you were had an option to take multiple spells. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, then like, oh, I already took soulfully on this guy. I'm going to take word of ending on this other one. Mm. Try to just continue Ooh. doing. Yeah. Yeah. Last one. Ethereal Guide. The wizard briefly binds one of the many spirits drawn to Shaiish to direct their blows. Ethereal Guide has a casting value of six. If successfully cast, add one to hit rolls for attacks made by the caster until your next hero phase. Hmm. That's kind of neat if you've got a, a caster that's going to be in a fight. And I like the yeah. idea of, like, it's an ethereal guide. You remember in um, End of Civil War when Iron Man is hand-to-hand fighting Captain America and, like, Iron Man's just getting the crap beat out of him and he yeah. tells his, like, operating system to, like, analyze his fight pattern and, like, they figure out, like, a countermeasure. And, like, yep. and that's, that's the ethereal guide. And, like, okay, I'm, I'm getting my butt beat. Let me guide my go. guide yep. my weapon. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So that's the spells of Shaiish. I mean, what do you guys think? Um, there's a couple that are, uh, yeah. I think the the right side. Um, a natural darkness. What do you think? A natural darkness. I could definitely see using. Subtract one from hit rolls. Yeah. Ethereal guide. Add one to hit rolls, and then souffle. And souffle. You know, I I think they're all pretty good. Word of ending is just like meh. Yeah, but the I'm, other five are pretty solid. Yeah, I like I like all these spells. So I like them. Yeah, I could definitely if I I could definitely see if I had multiple wizards wanting to theme an army yeah. in Olgu. I'm mean, sorry, not Olgu. Shaiish. Yeah. Sheesh. 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 Get it right. I know. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see theming an army just just to get access to some of these spells. They have a nice a nice utility to them. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on to the uh, relics and everything. Yes, the artifacts of power. So uh, one thing I do want to say right now, which we could also cut this out too. What's that? What's happened? We all of a sudden, like, I feel like the mood in the room is just like, boom, we're churning through this because we have to. But I feel like my energy's down. I feel like yeah. your energy's well, down. What what would solve that? Well, I don't know what would solve that. You know what? I know it would solve it. <laughs> we all know what would solve we it. We know it would solve it. Bugman's. 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 All right, Bugman's break. Bugman's break. And then we'll go into the artifacts. And then we'll wrap it up with our talks about what we think it's like to model and paint in Sheesh. Sheesh. the realm of death. <laughs> The prime inner lands are a swath of Shaiishan countries and island regions already enthrall to the Shaiish Nadir. Though the Edgewood lands, those furthest away from the Nadir, are temperate and in places even verdant. The Corwood lands are more abundant and lethal indeed. Only the dead can truly thrive there. Interesting. Jesus. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That first sip of hop stupid with that monster in my mouth. 
So uh, we're we're just coming back from our break. We realized that our energy level had lulled a little bit. So what we as a group yeah. came up with was first that okay, we need to recharge, and then recharge. We reach out to our Duarden ancestors, yep. and so yes. we we go to Bugman's. Yep, Bugman's also Bugmans. known as Jägermeister. We go to Bugman's, but then then we realized also that. What's a step up from Bugman's? We uh, what they used to do was Jaeger bombs was a popular thing, <laughs> and we don't have any Red Bull, which would be the Jaeger bomb thing. But we did have some have monster, equivalent. exactly. Yeah, the equivalent. We had some monster, so we did mm-hmm. some uh, Bugman's monster bombs. <laughs> <laughs> We're seen very much in the Warhammer veins. We yeah. just did that, and now we've got some beers going. And now we've got the demoness. She's uh, taking some pictures for us. Haley, Haley, my wonderful, beautiful, generous wife. She she Cheers. doesn't know that uh, I refer to her as the demoness when we're on the podcast. <laughs> to Cheers. The demoness. Cheers. Cheers to the demoness. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. Do you want you want to say hi? No, she's good. We're back from our break. Hey, we had some Bugmans. We did. I know, but I'm I'm reiterating. I was me reiterating <laughs> the fact that we are back from our break. I'm I'm, I'm steering us back on course. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And uh, it was a good course. It is a good course. So we we stumbled through the spells, and we we, we kind of we we're kind of falling out there. But now we're on track, and we're gonna get to the weapons and the artifacts. Let's do okay, it. excellent. Sheesh. Sheesh. Mark, you want to talk about the first of these wonderful weapons? Oh, the weapons. This is my favorite part, the weapons. So, oh, I like this one. The Blade of Endings. Oh, isn't that a great name? I love it. Uh, So this blade is anathema to everything it touches. What a crazy word. Anathema. 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 Yeah. Anathema. Anathema. So you pick one of the bearer's melee weapons to be a Blade of Endings. If the hit roll for that weapon is six up, add two to the damage characteristic of that attack. Ouch. Like that. Mm. Add two. So that is pretty roll. awesome. So that'd yeah. be pretty good for you know, a lot two. of attacks. Add two to the damage characteristic. Yeah. yeah. Add that to, like, you to know. hit roll, yeah. <sighs> no, it's... Um, if the melee weapon, yeah, if the hit roll, it, it, if, if the hit roll is six up, up add yeah. the two to the damage characteristic. No, so if yours is already doing two or three damage, you're doing four or five damage. That's, you have, yeah, you still have to roll the wound roll. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but, but still. put put that on a weapon that you know on a hammer or something like a like one of no, you know, no, no, one no, of my I, KO saws that does minus two rend. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah you can like, do some, it's, it's fun. some massive yeah. damage, and you can modify that roll. It's a six up. It's a six so up. so if you have something that modifies your to hit rolls, mm-hmm. you're just you know making a sh- making it basically a sure shot. Yeah. So if I add. <laughs> Plus, yeah, so if I'm adding plus to my hit rolls, mm-hmm. then... Yeah, six up. So, yeah, if you've got a plus two to hit, yeah, yeah. now it's a four up. Yep. Yeah, nice. essentially, yeah. Next one. Banshee Blade. This screaming blade can kill its victim even before they feel its keen edge. Pick one of the bear's melee weapons to be a Banshee Blade. Man, I feel like you have to... Like, if you're going to pick somebody... 
pick one of your weapons to be the banshee blade. I feel like you have be. to scream. The yeah. Whole time. yeah. You know, and you roll the. You remember, roll like, the, even though Banshee was the lamest X Man. <laughs> he was pretty lame. He was pretty lame. Yeah. I like that. Wasn't he Irish? Yeah. He was Irish, and that's kind of cool. And he could fly. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, he could fly because of the way he screamed. Yeah. Mm. I mean, even in, like, that one X Men movie where they finally had him in there and they taught him, like, hey, use your scream to fly. Okay. Hmm. He's still pretty lame. But I feel like this is, like,. <laughs> yeah. And then you just slam that right into part and whatever. Anyway, I like it. Pick one of the bear's melee weapons to be a banshee blade. Each time you roll a hit roll of six up for this weapon, roll 2d6. If the roll is equal to or more than the target's bravery characteristic, that attack inflicts d3 mortal wounds in addition to its normal damage. Oh, wow. So you're Wait. basically taking an old school leadership test. Yeah. They, yeah and but like, so each time you roll a hit roll of uh, six, six up, up, so you can modify that. Yeah. Bump it down. Make so, it like you said, like a four up or so. Yeah. So you bump up the hit mm. roll and yeah. lower their bravery with all yeah. these other death stuff that we can do. Uh, so yeah, all of a sudden their bravery is super low. Your hit roll is super high. Yeah, you roll that two d six. I think the wording here is going to be key though, Mark. Like it's not necessarily bringing the six down to four; it's bringing your four up to six. Right? No, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah I always think about it that way, but no, you're yeah. adding to your hit roll. So you roll a four, you're adding. Yeah, yeah, it, so. if, yep. yeah. The next one is life bane. Even the slightest cut from this dread weapon can be fatal. Pick one of the bear's melee weapons to be life bane. Add one to wound rolls for this weapon. Your life bane. These others are they're big gambles because you're still looking for those six ups. Yeah. Uh, but your life bane. It doesn't sound like that big of a deal. But you know you're talking about a hero. Add one to wound rolls. Most heroes have a three up wound roll. So now it's a two up wound roll. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, definitely, I, I wish I wish I could do more for Marathi because Marathi is so nasty. I wish I had more uh, heroes like that that I could yeah. just like really kid out. Yeah, you know, to make them really filthy. Yeah. All right, Mark. <clears throat> All right, number four, sliver of decrepitude. I like that. That's I, yeah. I like saying that decrepitude. Are you decrepit? No, but I have a sliver of decrepitude. A sliver yeah. of decrepitude. So those touched by this blade find themselves aging unnaturally fast. So pick one of the bearer's melee weapons to be a sliver of decrepitude. You want to allocate wounds inflicted by that weapon before allocating wounds inflicted by any other attacks made by the bearer. If one or more wounds by that weapon are inflicted by an enemy hero or monster, subtract two inches from that hero or monster's move characteristic for the rest of the battle. Nice. You're aging them. They cannot move as fast as they used to. Yeah. I could see putting that on like a a low-cost hero to just run them at something nasty. Like Nagash is famous for his speed Mm -hmm. and getting around the table quickly. I could see putting this on a on a hero just to run up and like, right? Just hitting the gash with this. Try to slow him down. Yeah. 
for the rest of the battle. Yeah, exactly. Holy hell. Early in, yeah. early on. Yeah. I feel like we had a little bit of a sliver of decrepitude before we took our break earlier. <laughs> yeah, right? but That's what you were thank trying you. to say. Bugman to the rescue. <laughs> Bugman, thank God. Raining it back Yeah, in. we just had like a like a nuclear Bugman. <laughs> yeah, our monster. Yeah, that was good, yeah. Yep. Uh, is this you, Nicholas? Yep. Wraith Bow. The spectral bow fires screaming spirits in place of arrows. In your shooting phase, pick an enemy unit within 18 inches of the bearer and roll six dice. For each six up, that enemy unit suffers one mortal wound. That's fun. It is fun. And you're giving them an extra weapon. This is yeah. not just a weapon modifying your current Mm-mm. weapon. This is in addition to whatever yeah. else you have. And a good that's range, too. Yeah. 18 inches? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's better than most range weapons. Yeah. Most range weapons are now like 12 inches. Yeah. So an 18-inch 18 range. 18 inches is really good. Yeah. No, exactly. And, and it's screaming spirits. And what would those screaming spirits sound like, Nicholas? All right. I had to change it up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like that you mixed it up, but I like that you just dove into it head first. Yeah, you were on it. Uh, I do like this one a lot. I, I like what you're saying. Like all of a sudden, you're, you're taking uh, my old Dark Elf Eighth Edition list. There was a, I think it was a Seventh Edition Dark Elf book that there was this bow that was guaranteed to hit. You had one once every shooting phase. You could just hit with this bow and do a ton of damage and it was just against one target but still i miss having that that was a go-to weapon seventh edition dark elf book i I can't remember the name of it but this reminds me of that being able to take all of a sudden you've got a hero that you know maybe they're good in combat maybe they're maybe they're fast maybe you can keep them out of a fight and just kind of dance around the edge maybe they're a spellcaster you know, you want to keep them behind your ranks. Yep. And now you've got this extra thing that they can do. Instead of just being able to cast spells, now they can also do this weapon. Right. And they have to be within 18 inches to do the spell. Yep. Now they're within 18 inches to shoot this bow. Yeah. 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 You keep them behind a wall of whatever Grimmast Reapers, whatever whatever it is. You're, you keep them behind that wall, and you've got that one more chance to just cause some wounds. All right. The yep. last one is Splintertooth. This large fang can be sent forth to tear its way through the foe with a ravenous sentience. In your shooting phase, pick an enemy unit within eight inches of the bearer and roll three dice. If two dice have the same roll, that enemy unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. If all three dice have the same roll, that enemy suffers D6 mortal wounds instead. It's fun. I mean, I wouldn't strategically, I wouldn't take it. Yeah. But it's, it's a fun idea. Yeah, it's it, it right. It's three dice to have the same roll. That the odds of that are really right. high. Even having two dice with the same yeah. roll or low, but odds are yeah low, low, low. If it's hard, yeah, it's it, low. If we are talking about a campaign and taking random weapons, this would be a fun one to just end up. We're talking about a skirmish campaign and like kidding out our hero as our hero yeah. gets better and better. Having this one in our like bag of magic weapons for our like that that's fun. Yeah, you find this. It's right. fun. Yeah, th- that's the thing. Like if it's in a campaign where these aren't necessarily things to choose from, these are things that you find, mm-hmm. and you and and you may not know what you're finding. Mm-hmm. 
you just kind of take what you got. Yeah. But if that's all I have, I mean, I might as well use it if I got it. Yeah. If you know what I mean, uh, I, I just ran. I don't have back. anything else to use. And use and it. you just rent. It was a it was a thing you found winning game. You've you've got it on your character sheet, which is your you know your hero's character sheet, and like it ends up the next time you you play, it ends up doing some wounds. Fuck yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Right? Yeah. Splinter tooth. <laughs> Splinter tooth for the win. <laughs> Artifacts of power, the relics of Sheesh. No, Shaish. Not Sheesh. <laughs> All right, what's the first one there, Mark? Okay, the crone hair fetish. We all have our fetishes, yep. so I don't. I, feel, I mean, I feel some like people, that's a website I accidentally yeah, went to. You don't want to accidentally trying to find something else. Don't Google it. As well as Actually, let's just Google it right go, now. Okay, yeah. Right, well, wait. Go ahead. Yep. Crone hair fetish. Go ahead and Google it, Mark. See what happens. Uh, do it in incognito mode, I would suggest. <laughs> Are you on my Wi-Fi? Get off my Wi-Fi. I'm totally on your Wi-Fi. There, there will be... What's going to come up here? Okay, we're just going to put the phone down now. Um <laughs> All right. Anyway, this this odd trinket <laughs> helps the bearer navigate this treacherous realm called the internet. Uh, you can add or subtract one from the result of any roll on the Shyish Realmscape feature table. That, that's All definitely right. fun. That's a fun yeah, in a okay. theme game. Yeah. I mean, you're not yeah. going to kid out going to a tournament. You're obviously not going to put this in your kit thinking. No. Hey. One, one in five games, I'm, I might get to use this yeah. artifact. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, fun fun in a theme game where, you know, you're going to do a, like a whole campaign through, you know, the realm of death. Yeah. That would be fun to have. Yeah. You, know, you can, like, you, you're you able to manipulate it. the battlefield, yeah. you know? That's so, real quick about that, if you took that, uh-huh. And you went to a tournament. Yeah. Sometimes the tournaments decide beforehand what those realm features are. I, I oh, think. And can you go bam? Can you just go this. like what? Up? Yeah. Woo woo. Here's my crone hair fetish. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> I like that you did like the whole suck it <laughs> move. Suck it. <laughs> yes. Is that your crone hair down there? Yes, your crone hair is down. Yeah. Well, if you're not familiar, you can look up the whole suck it. Thing on the internet and see what that motion is. Mark just did that same motion while talking about his crone hair. Yeah. His crone hair fetish. His crone hair fetish. But no, I, I would I would love to argue that at a tournament. And I know that Crucible, you could take that to the yeah, to the They didn't DOE. put that in the yeah. rules. They didn't say, hey, nope, no taking the crone hair fetish. They didn't. You could go up but, to, to John, the TO, and yeah, just say, and be hey, like, look. dude, I got this and I prepared for it. And like, so, you know what, John? Suck it! <laughs> Suck my crone hair fetish! What's that? <laughs> Making a lot of, you know, we make a lot of friends out there at the tournament. Oh my god! You know what? We have, I think we have a decent amount of friends because they don't really know us. Uh, there you go. Now, now they're gonna know. All right, uh, Nicholas, what's this next one? The ethereal amulet. When clutched tightly, this amulet makes the wearer's form as insubstantial as mist. Ignore modifiers, positive or negative. When making save rolls for this model, I could definitely see taking this if you've got you know a really tanky hero, 
You know what I mean? A yeah. hero that's got like a two up save. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck your rend. Yeah. Fuck your rend. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> fuck your rend. <laughs> How do you say it? What? Fuck your rend. Fuck your rend <laughs> with your with your suck it action of your '90s wrestlers. <laughs> suck it. <laughs> fuck your rend. Fuck your rend <laughs> with the crone hair. <laughs> I, I do like the ethereal amulet. That's cool. The next one, sepulchral plate. These black plates absorb deathly energies, protecting the wearer. Roll a dice each time you allocate a wound to the bearer. On a six up, the wound is negated. So basically, this is like ward save. Ward save. You yep. just like you didn't have a ward save. Now you do. Mm-hmm. Eighth edition terminology. Yeah, I mean, ward that's save. You got that chance. Still, yes, absolutely. You know. If you're if you're counting on that hero, it's a nice thing to add on there. Right. But you know, eighth edition, you could put multiple items on one hero. You could. You could. You can't do this, that, and this. Edition. You could do like a talisman, yeah. and a, you could do yeah. one weapon, one and, talisman, yeah, one armor. Yes, this. Um, you can't do that in this edition. This edition. So I think um, I, I could see putting if you had like say someone that was already a two up save, and you had something that already guaranteed it was a re rollable two up save. So you're not as worried about the rend having just one more save. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I could see taking it, but only for something like that. Right. Yeah. Hmm. What's the next one, Mark? The Amethyst Blind Mask. So this ornate mortuary mask explodes outwards in jagged shards should the wearer come to harm. So if the bearer is slain before removing the model... Roll a dice for each enemy unit within six inches of the bearer. On a three-up, that unit suffers one mortal wound. Three-up's pretty good. Three-up's pretty good. Now, it's only the one unit, though. For each, each enemy, enemy unit, unit within six inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it just, just yeah, depends so, on, yeah. you know, if, if your guy is getting, or gal, getting themselves within six inches. You know, like... That's for Surrounded. a combat, yeah. like a melee. Yeah. So like, phase, yeah. yeah, if they're on their way out, you do one mortal wound. Yeah, Whoever killed good. you yeah. on a three up, yeah, pretty good. It reminds me of, uh, uh, I don't know why this popped in my head. Probably because of the Bugmans, um, Red Dawn, uh, Wolverines, Wolverines. <laughs> it's uh, don't nobody puts baby in a corner. That same actress, I can't remember her name. You remember her name? Jennifer? Was it uh, Jennifer? Is it Grayson or something? No, like Jennifer that? Gray? Jennifer Gray, maybe that's it. Mm, that might be Jean. No, yeah, Jennifer no, Gray. Jean Gray. Jennifer maybe, Gray. Am I thinking Dark Phoenix? That's Dark. That's that's Jean Gray. Is the Jean Dark Gray. Yes, Jennifer right. Gray is the actress. <laughs> uh, yeah, in that movie, not spoilers. Uh, she's she's wounded, and they know that the, the those dirty Soviets are gonna yeah. overtake their position. So she. Uh, she she lays down on a grenade that's had the pin pulled. So well, well, she knows she's gonna die. So when they flip over her dead body, they're gonna let go of that grenade. So there you go. That's what this is. This is the amethyst blind mask. Is that grenade? And there's a lot of these weapons and artifacts mm-hmm. throughout these books that will you you get you pay a price for killing this character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yep. is this is one of those. You pay the price. Payback's a bitch. <sighs> I feel like on that though. I feel like it should be a D three. 
instead of just a one. Yeah, yeah. well, because like it's it's yeah. it's all about you dying. Yeah, so you've got to commit. You're sacrificing yourself. I agree with you. I completely agree with you. It should be a D three, not just a one. Yeah. It should be spectacle. Yeah, yeah the the chance to like really explode mm-hmm. in yeah. someone's face. Yep. And and it's random too. It could be a one. Yeah. You know, but it, right. It, it, it could, could be, be a one. A it could be a two or you know. And so far in second edition, D three mortal wounds is what it's all about. This yeah. is like D three is like Especially you, for the uh the glitz. They are they the D three mortal wounds like out the wazoo. Yeah. Mm. Out the crone hair. Out the cr- <laughs> <laughs> Out there crone hair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The ragged cloak. This shabby garment protects the wearer from death's touch. Once per battle. At the start of your opponent's shooting phase, you can declare that bear will shroud themselves with the ragged cloak. If you do so, the bear may not be chosen as the target of an attack until the end of the phase. Hmm. If if the meta for second edition had more shooting, this would be a one-up. Yeah. I mean, maybe not a one-up, but still, like, if you knew there was going to be shooting... Mm-hmm. If you knew you had to weather a shooting attack once each game. Yeah. But yeah, there's not there's not currently there's not a lot of shooting armies. Well, I feel like that's let's think about that real quick. Who's okay. who's gonna shoot you? KO. KO. Well yeah. So yeah. the KO. Uh the Savage Orcs. Yep, the Savage Orcs. And the Clan maybe Scryer. Some, maybe uh who? Clan Scryer, the Stan. Okay. Yep. Maybe some Stormcast. There's some storm. There's a lot of Stormcast shooting, mm-hmm. and maybe uh, Sylvaneth. Oh, Sylvaneth. Yeah, Sylvaneth. Still feels like for me. I I, I don't play as many games as I would like, but still, I other than your KO, I don't face a lot of shooting. Even, yeah. even all these like games, we've been playing a lot of games lately. I haven't faced a lot of shooting. No, mm-hmm. I think other than the KO, obviously because I play the KO. Yeah, I haven't faced any shooting armies either. Mm-hmm. I I think that's changing. I feel like we're gonna see a swing in the meta. This is just me guessing. I think that what I think is that Games Workshop knows this, and Games Workshop is good at mixing things up. They're not gonna let things stagnate, and right. so I think that I think in the next year we're gonna see a resurgence of shooting armies and. I think they wanted to avoid the castling. There was a phase there, and this definitely is true in 40k. I hear about it all the time. Like, just just last night, I was talking to someone about 40k when we were at I was at CTG two, and he was talking about how terrain for 40k and Age of Sigmar. The important difference is if you're going to set up a table for 40k, you have to have lots of line of sight blockers. Otherwise, those shooting dominant armies. Oh. Every army shoots. Yes. So you have to have a table full of line of sight yeah. blockers. You don't need that in Age of Sigmar because there aren't a lot of shooters yeah. that need line of sight. So That is a huge difference in Age of Sigmar to 40k. Is yeah. Every army, except for maybe like demons yeah. in 40k, shoot. Yeah. You I know? mean, it's and, the future. Like, Everybody has guns. It makes sense. You yeah. Know? And... 
in Age of Sigmar, it's like right now, it's a lot about the combat. It's a lot about the melee combat. Yeah. And about magic. And spells. Magic yep. and combat. Yeah. And we haven't seen the day of shooting in Age of Sigmar yet. I feel like it's around the corner. I feel like I feel I feel like the and this is just me speculating. I think the games developers are going to try and find that middle ground for both systems. Well, they came out it with Age of Sigmar, and then shortly after that, they came out with the KO. KO yeah. was one of the first factions, the original one of the original first factions to come out, um, and that's a very heavy shooting army. But yeah. since then, they've not really they've they've not really focused well the i mean the sylvaneth have a lot of shooting yeah but those those were um yeah they do not i mean not as much as the ko like everybody in the ko has a gun yeah everybody in the ko has a gun um but the sylvaneth were models from before age of sigma well just the dryads all the the most of the sylvaneth was new yeah majority of the sylvaneth i think was new other than the dryads Okay. okay But um, yeah, you know, you know, I, I, so you, so you're right. Maybe at right at the on start, there were a couple of shooty armies. Yeah, but they went away from that very fast. Yeah, I I, I want to see a swing back to something in the middle. I because as much as I hated facing your dwarves and like having that whole Gettysburg scenario or like the Normandy. Yeah. D-Day invasion Pickett's charge, you know. Just. Yeah, yeah, all those. <laughs> like, having to charge up the hill to get across the table to the shooters. At the same time, I, I don't... I feel like right now, I, I don't even think about shooting when I'm building my list unless I know I'm playing your KO. <laughs> so, I, I want to see a middle ground. I want to yeah. see people spending their, their resources preparing for shooting. You know, I, I, I want to see that middle ground. Yeah. That was the Ragged Cloak. Yes. The last one is the Goblet of Draining. This chalice does not hold any mundane liquid, but rather the very life essence of the foe. Hop stupid! <laughs> the chalice of the Goblet of Draining is full of hop stupid. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to, to our chalices holding hop stupid. If one or more wounds are inflicted on an enemy hero by the bearer, roll a dice. On a five up, that hero suffers D3 mortal wounds. Uh, Let me read that again. If one or more wounds are inflicted on an enemy hero by the bearer, roll a dice. On a five up, that hero suffers D3 mortal wounds. So is that that in addition to the one or instead of the one? Yeah. No, instead that, that's, of the one. That's, no, no. That's, yeah, it's it, one or more. So, and then there's a possibility addition, of D3 uh, on top of that. So yeah, that, okay. yeah, okay. So it's conditional yeah. to the fact that you actually yeah. do wounds. Origi- like, but that's not bad. Yeah, that's but so no, bad. because that's what we're all trying to do. We are trying to cause wounds. So cause the wounds and then add more. Yeah. Mortal wounds. Uh, what, are, what are your takeaways from this? What do you, what do you guys like? Um... If you if you're gonna pick one to add to any army you're currently playing, honestly, I think I like Shayish spells and artifacts. I feel like probably from the from the from most of the realms that we've done so far, it has some pretty solid choices. Uh, yeah, I think they've all been great. Yes, they've all been they've all had stuff that if you were in a theme and army around it, there's definitely stuff you can use keep your army themed to your realm and have valuable tools that you can use for your army. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think 
the realm of Shaiish, the fact that it's the realm of death, and we're talking about a game that's all about war, the fact that if you have something that's invigorated or infused with the power of death, man, how great is that Yeah, in all of your armies? Like, the power of death in my hands. What's the end game? Death. Death. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about, <laughs> causing death. So, if, yeah, if, you're, if your army is about... I mean, unless we're like, our army's goal is to make friends and recruit allies. Otherwise, it's to destroy the enemy. So, yeah, right. I, I like these. That Wraith bow, I like the thought of adding, if you've got somebody out there that's a utility, like uh, my... Uh, it's just it, it's just extra. Yeah. My it's Medusa just, yeah. that already has... Uh, she has a 10-inch shooting attack. Yeah, add another one. Yeah, might as 18 well. inches Man, 18 in range. Inches. If you're in, if you're within the 10 inch, because I don't want, I don't want her to get in a fight. Her job right. is to like hover yeah. right behind my witch elves, buff the witch elves, and if anybody gets too close, then I have that shooting attack. And right. she's she's tough in a fight, but if I have to pick, but her shooting attack is nasty. Her shooting attack is very nasty. To double up on that would be bad. Yeah, because this is pick an enemy unit, roll six dice. Yeah, for each six up the enemy. It's very similar to the attack she already has, where uh, pick an enemy unit, anybody within 10 inches, roll a dice, five up, that unit suffers a mortal wound. Yeah. Yeah, might as well. I mean, it's very Medusa-esque anyway. She's You think of a Medusa, a lot of times she has a bow in mythology. Right. So, yeah, might as well. She's staring at him. She's shooting her bow. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun to add on to her. Lots of fun stuff here yeah. to play with. So we've gone through the artifacts. We've had our Bugmans. We're now on our multiple beers. We're, we're recharged. We're we're in a good place. Um, so let's let's bring it home. What do you guys think of Sheesh? Sheesh. The of, sheesh. The realm of death. <sighs> Got to see what the eye roll. Oh, sheesh. <sighs> the eye roll made Two episodes. <laughs> oh, sheesh. We're almost on like... Oh, hour three, like four we're, hours. We're, we're pushing because we did two hours already when we ended up talking Holy about the last shit. Jedi. Uh, so yeah, our actual legitimate realm of death episode. We're pushing three hours. I'll probably cut some stuff out, so it won't actually be three hours. But uh, yeah, what do, you, what, what do you guys think about the realm of death? Just talking about gameplay. I'm excited about the the unlimited potential of just the scenarios you know because you could basically just theme it around anything you can imagine you know any sort of you know mythology uh, that's out there or any sort of mythology that happens to pertain to the warhammer world you know what is it all about do you want to play in uh, halost mm-hmm. where you rise again the next day and you battle again you know what what, what are you going to do and, and, and the unlimited potential there is just amazing to be able to... It, it just seems like so much fun. Yeah. Uh, there's a reference in one of the things I was reading, and there was a... Looking at one of the first display boards they put out from Games Workshop, there's this one where they took multiple kits for one of the first battles in second edition, and they built this mountain, and it looked like the mountain in this board it was in one of the white dwarfs or something this mountain for the battle that was taking place was full of grave entrances and all Mm. these different archways that were like so it looked like and there's reference to something similar in the books where it's this like tomb mountain 
where this entire mountain has been dug out and filled with different caverns to use as tombs. And so there's like a, a mountain of tombs. And so I'm thinking about death armies and like an entire mountain of graves like pouring out like um, kind of like in Fantasia the Chernabog is summoning all the ghosts yes. in Fantasia. Think about yes. this mountain and the flame of death. dancers. And yeah. The, you know. Uh, yeah, only Disney diehards will know the name Chernabog or, or yeah. mythology experts. <laughs> so the only two people Favorite that know the name Disney Chernabog. Favorite Disney villain ever. Chernabog? Yeah. That's, That's awesome. mine. Yeah, if you if anybody's seen Fantasia, Chernabog is a big gargoyle that comes out of the mountain. Uh, so, yeah, think about this whole mountain of graveyard, an entire mountain that is a graveyard. Uh, that's That's one of the many things you can picture in the realm of death. Nicholas, what about you? What do you think? For the realm of death. Yeah. I mean, what do you like? What do you not like? Well, honestly, when I came tonight, I had Logan's Run in my pocket. Yeah. So just to bring that back to the fact that this to me was like a place where you're gonna have you're gonna have things that seem normal, but they have a twist to it at the end that just doesn't seem normal. You know, like like it seems normal, but then that twist is like abnormal. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with Logan Run. It's like here we are, we're living in this place, utopia. This utopia that turns into dystopia. Yeah. You know, and and so I think that's to me like that was an epiphany to the realm of Shaiish is that there I always thought of everywhere in Shaiish as like this realm of just like it's just stormy clouds, gray, just glum, you know, everybody just clawing to 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 get back to life but they can't because they're in the realm of death, so they just can't get there. They're going to die. Like that's they're already dead probably. It whatever. I don't know. We didn't know that. Yeah. And now with this we have a little bit of of introspection of that yes you step out of logan's run like in that in that world you step out of those that that perfect little society that they've created and then it is weird it is mm-hmm. a place of unknown it is this place of weirdness like inside it seems nice but outside it's not nice yeah you know which is like when we went through all of those dystopian novels that happened in 2005 to 2015 like whatever that span of time was right we got mm-hmm. hit with hunger games and uh we got hit with one uh, one the yeah the you know there there's there's a handful of them and it's like those also go back to this outside the walls or outside the realms of this area like yeah it's it's wilderness it's chaos it's something we can't control and so i see that anyway long-winded that's what i see as shaish there's places that seem familiar and seem comfortable but there's a little bit of a twist to it yeah because there's an end game and the end game is always death death and so there's always going to be you know it could be valhalla but Valhalla is based on death too. Yeah. And so, but then there's also going to be this, you know, these cities that are like Logan's Run where that's the thing. We're all headed towards death and that's the goal, you know, and, and then they're not concerned with what's after. It's just, that's, they're all you know, building towards it. Exactly. 
And, and, and then there's this whole point of the resources and these cities built on just harvesting resources. And like you said, like, you know, these dwarvish, just like the oil rig oil, kind of thing, the oil rigs. Up like, the that's energy. where then now I see like life is tough. It's hard. We're working hard and it sucks. Death calls to you. Yeah. Death, it's it would be Ooh, easier like to give into death. Influence. But yeah. no, I'm here to do a job. I'm harvesting death. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. give into death, fine. Or harvest death. What do you think of that idea? It's, I, I like that. I like that. But but what on, on you know, on, on the other take, you know, what about those lands that are more like the movie Ghost? Where it's all like uh, you know an artist potter's wheel, <laughs> and you're having this, and you're having this intimate moment with Patrick Swayze. I think there's that oh, realm out there too. Mm. You know that it, it's very you know. This is our second Patrick Swayze reference tonight because we <laughs> talked about Red Dawn. Oh, now we're you're here. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is don't is, even get me started on Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> the double deuce. Yes. Is Patrick Swayzley or Swayzley? Swayzley, I love that. Well, maybe you know, because Ghost is like was in the '80s, right? So in like our modern world, the '80s, and we we think of like, all right, that's Patrick Swayze becomes a ghost in the '80s, and like generations go by. Maybe that was the world that was. So maybe he is Nagash. That's what I was gonna say. Wow, Patrick Swayzley is Nagash. I was going to say Patrick Swayze, but I said Patrick Swayze. Swayze. It's all right. So, we've only had the one monster bomb. You're right. Bugman's monster bomb. That might call for another one. I it might. That's Swayze. Oh, dang it. I've deserved another Bugman's. You do deserve another Bugman's. <laughs> but uh, before we'll do a bug, another Bugman's, let's, 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 let's bring it back up. to this episode. Well, uh, there's a couple what? things. Okay, pop yes. culture, uh, other than Logan's run, uh, movies that you think take place in the realm of death. Hmm. First one that pops in my head, we already brought it up tonight, is uh, Ben Helsing. Uh, yeah. When he goes yeah. to the land to battle Dracula. Right. And he's trying to rescue these people. Already the people are like, life is fucked. Like the morticians, right. the most popular guy in town. They've all got garlic everywhere. And they're right. like... They're ready to battle vampires constantly. And that jumps right into other gaming systems. So D&D, 5e right, near, 5e right, right now... Curse of Strahd, Cur- and we that are we're playing, playing oh, right now in the in the campaign. Absolutely, so, Raven old school Loft. Ravenloft. Ravenloft you know, so, yeah. is second the realm. edition. Yeah, yeah, Ravenloft, yes. Realm of Death. Yes, absolutely, Ravenloft meshes up so it well. Equates to the Realm of Death. Oh yeah. Uh, the thought of like vampires <laughs> can come and go as they please because the yep. sun just does not hurt them. There's no yep. sun to touch them in nope. this realm. No, it's just a magical werewolves everywhere, darkness, even in the daylight. Wolves. Yeah, yeah everybody. We've fought just about everything out it, there. The uh, the witches bartering for your children, <sighs> just wandering around. So. If you haven't played any Dungeons and Dragons and you have to pick one campaign to go through, man, Curse of Strahd, the Ravenloft campaign, yeah. do it. It's, do it it's if you have a chance. It's horror. It's, uh, it's moral and ethical decisions throughout. Throughout. So darkness. If you like the grim darkness of the of the forty first century. You like 40k the, talk about grim darkness the grim darkness yeah. of ravenloft i've probably got like two that pop in my head that are very different from each other okay go for it okay 
I'm going to talk about one because I don't remember much of it. Okay. But I feel like it fits. So like the book of Eli. Oh, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Post-apocalyptic. And then it's it, it's just like a fight for life. Mm-hmm. It's a fight for... it's a fight, But it's very kind of religious. Mm-hmm. It's very... And I feel like that's what the vibe that I get from this realm is very much there's going to be these sects or these like cults. regions, cults that are all just wrapped up in what they believe. And that is what is pushing them along. And that's the goal that they go for. That's the the that's the you know, they all have their own individual like progression and that's what what they're all doing and 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 so for me like i just feel like the book of eli it has a just that very post apocalyptic mm-hmm. and it's just like that style film to me just yeah, feels very, very much very desperate people clinging to yes. anything they can find yeah. to to keep it happening what was yeah. the second one um the quest for holy grail my <laughs> python yeah <laughs> That is a really great. Bring out your dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Just I love that. Every, just like, think. I'm not every... dead yet. Yes, no, you are. Yeah, yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with you. You might yeah. as well. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But, and, and then take it to the Knights of Neat, you know? And yeah. it's just everybody is concerned with what they're wrapped in and what their goal is. And everything is a wrapped around death. Yeah. You know, passing the, the bridge, you know? And yes. the you Black know, Knight. At the Black Knight yes. and the guy that gives yeah. the riddles, you know, yeah. like answer me these questions three <laughs> exactly, you know, <laughs> and Tim it's, the Enchanter, and, and it's gloomy. Yeah. It's kind of you know, yes. it's cloudy. It's Everything like is yeah. just There's fog everywhere. Depressing. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you speak of this. I also think that Game of Thrones is set oh. in Shaish. Mm. Yeah. I think I if, would, that, if, oh it, like if that was a land, like, you know, it would be set there. Well, the north. Yeah, the yeah. that's just walkers. a playground. Game yeah. of Thrones is a Shaiish playground. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just death. Yeah. It's coming. Hey, I like this They're guy. He's going to be the hero. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, head tarred on a pike outside <laughs> the city walls. Oh, yeah. So. What is that game? We were playing with Brad, and then Killian was playing it. Oh, Dark Souls. Dark, Dark Souls. Souls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. If you talk about the skeletons, when we were talking about yeah. the skeletons. Super fast, kill these skeletons. Super fast. You can play Dark Souls, and all of a sudden, these guys will be like, yep. and, you're and it's like, holy shit, like, block, 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 block. You know, it's you don't know, because yeah. they're like random attacks. And plus, you're dead. When Dark Souls starts, you are undead. You are dead. Yeah. And you have to like build up to getting back to the mortal world. Yep. And then you die, and then you're like, oh, I'm back in the undead world. I have to work my way back to the mortal world. And then while you're going through, there's these ghosts running around you all the time. You can see how other people died. Yeah. You know? You're surrounded by ghosts in that game, and they're surrounded by skeletons and all kinds of undead things. Dark Souls definitely takes place. Love that game. Shaiish. Yeah. Um, there was a game that I played back in, you know, when I was in high school or early college, Soul Reaver. I remember that. Soul, and he yeah. was just, it was him traveling through and he was dead and he was like consuming souls to gain power. And That's it was cool. just this really. Totally in the gosh. 
totally right there. Like, like I felt like the soul, re- like the guy you were following was fighting Nagash. Yeah. Like Nagash was the guy that he was going against, but you were this guy just trying to fight through death, the realm of death. So, yeah. That sounds familiar. I don't think I've played that one. I feel like that's a level. When we're talking about the levels of the levels of death in a sense like Mm -hmm. like as it's all coming to the middle as it's all just being absorbed and then they talk about the different levels i feel like that's the different levels like not everybody is living on that same level but when you go to the next levels these are the kinds of things you would face and i feel like Uh, those kinds of things like dark souls would be a level where you're you can be dead and you can be alive soul reaver where everybody's kind of dead and yeah maybe. silent yeah. hill that was the other oh, one i was trying to think yeah, of silent one. hill right yeah okay i had to look that one up have you yeah. seen silent hill uh i don't know yeah no no, I, no i've seen yeah it's, it's based on the video game yeah yeah the, the, no, in no, the video exactly. game the like you're you're in, essentially you're in an underworld you're yeah. in a world where everyone's already dead so yeah silent hill is very much a shayish another one yeah. as well okay Another very powerful one, Robin Williams, What Dreams May Come. Wow. Have you seen that one? Oh, man. It's a, so ha- it's beautiful. It's a beautiful film, and it's meant to be this beautiful thing, but it's still a, it's, it's it's very much a, a Dante's Inferno. Yes, where very much so. Where guy's trying to, he's in the afterlife, and he's trying to find his wife. Yes. And he oh. died under healthy oh, circumstances it's very artistic very very yes. artistic yeah. I, yes, yeah. yes 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 yeah. yes yeah. Uh, yeah. oh yeah so, yeah that's a good so that's a good pressing but yeah, analogy. yeah it's yeah, another yeah. Dante's Inferno yeah. kind of story where he's like going through these underworlds these afterlives yeah. and trying to find someone else yeah. who's also dead and, and that you're right because there's these times that spark color and mm-hmm. happiness and joy yeah. but death is still tied to it in some sense yeah and death is there's a finality to that that's not considered happy but it's it's you know it's it's final and eternal at the same time it's 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 an ending but once it's ended it's ended forever Mm -hmm. you know so if it's if you've transitioned to this other thing that other thing is forever that's like the whole idea of like a happy ending you know, you have your happy ending. It's this eternal. Yeah, you're happy forever. You know, that's the idea right. of a happy ending. Or, or after your massage. Yeah, I was gonna say, why do I have to <laughs> keep paying for a happy ending? I thought it was oh, eternal. No. When you pay for it, it's not eternal. <laughs> uh, I'm not speaking. No, let's let's not. Okay, so just yeah. what I heard. Uh, subject change. Uh, so let's talk about. Back to Warhammer, outside of the philosophical, you've got a Shaiish gaming table you're going to make. All right, someone's tasked you, okay, the tournament's coming up. It's your yeah. job to make a Shaiish themed table for the tournament. What do you do? Mausoleums. Mausoleums all over the place. Graveyards. Graveyards. I want this thing looking like Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Do you go that dark or do you go like a dismal green? Well, you know, it really depends on the aspect. And I think it can go either way, really. Because I think Tim Burton's uh, Halloween Town is mostly blacks and browns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. uh, For the actual 
earth. Yeah. Um, but then I think of like graveyards and a lot of what Warhammer has put out, I think of like dark greens Great. around like a light brown. No, it's a celebration, earth. you know, of those that mm. have fallen. And uh, so I can see that point, you know, both, and, and I think both exist in this realm. Mm. I would like to go to the darker route because I think there's more story behind it. Fantastic. And, and um, you ever see all the Halloween Town stuff at Michael's? Oh, yeah. Hmm. So much stuff there to, to harvest for your gaming table. Yeah. Nicholas, what about you? What would you want to put out there other than the mausoleums and the graveyards? I think there's opportunity for an environment that makes it feel like you're you're heading towards a goal. Like it's this masterful goal, but it's not what you think it is. And so I think there could mm. be another area where it is brighter it is like you're heading towards valhalla you yeah you say you know what i mean this this environment of yeah let's do do it do it more do it most complete yourself you know like it's the individual's purpose yeah maybe the purpose in life translates into the afterlife and that is the ultimate goal yeah I like that, like a phil uh, as a philosophy, like um, become the best you because that's the you you get to be forever. Yeah, yeah. You know, like achieve your best self, and that's the the you that you get to be in the afterlife. People talk about to get totally philosophical. You talk about an afterlife. What version of you? Because say you die after, you, say you get a head injury, and you're now um, disabled. Is that the version, and then you die, is that the version of you that exists in the afterlife? That last version of you? Or is mm. it the best version of you when you were in your prime? Is that the one that continues on? Right. You know, that's what people debate mm. philosophically what, mm-hmm. in an afterlife. Which version Which one of you, goes? Yeah, which one gets to go? So is it, if mm. you die at 90, do you appear in the afterlife at your, Feeble. like, 35? Like, your, your, your best self, whatever yeah. it might be? Yeah, so there's that whole debate. So is that where you're... Um, I think I'm I'm thinking more like Hunger Games. It's all designed around an arena, mm-hmm. designed around killing each other. Yeah. And I think the tables can be set with terrain in a fashion that's not random. It's designed around killing each other. Yeah, it's this death arena it kind is. of like... Uh, yeah, I, I I can see that. I can see a very gothic, maybe Greco-Roman or maybe some Norse yeah. kind of feeling of like. Yeah, we're fighting towards something pure, but yeah. it's not. It's not. You're pretty. not pure. This idea of pure is because you wrote you rose above everyone else as the champion. It's not pure. Yeah, it's for the you know you're yeah you know you're you're fighting because. There may be out of sixteen people, one person's gonna survive. Well, guess who won? The person who's harvesting those fifteen dead people. Yeah, yeah. That's who won. I like, yeah, I like the thought of it. From from afar, it looks like this, yeah, this beautiful Greco-Roman landscape, and then you get up close, and it's dirty and old, and you feel the death on it. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, so then. Uh, theming your army whatever army you think of corn ko talking orcs daughters of cain 
glitz. Uh, whichever, whichever army, how would you theme your army to show that they're in the realm of death? Hmm. The first thing that pops in my mind is that I would make them look pale because there's no sun. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, so you even want that undead look, even amongst the living. Yes. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, they like very pale. Even the orcs. You think yeah. dark green skin? No, like no they're no, really, really skin. pale olive skin yeah. orcs yeah. because there's just no sun shining on them. They're very light skinned, whatever their normal yeah. shade. They're very light. That's kind of a take that I've. I've, I've done for mine I want to do everything that I do with chaos with the very light pale skin just because I feel like you know chaos is draining the life force out of them mm. and it's you know just draining just, all yeah. the color even if they were of color you know mm -hmm. and uh, so they were just these pale shells of what yeah, they were whatever their flesh you know. tone was in yeah. life it's now been drained no, exactly so so, yeah. I, so 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 I always envision like very much like uh, like Cenobites from Hellraiser you know very pale you know regardless of what race they were mm -hmm. you know yeah I could see that I could see also going with like a very light colored eyes like a fish that's down deep in the bottom of the ocean yeah if i was going to do orcs or goblins from this realm i would like i would do very pale colored eyes maybe yeah. no irises just just those pale eyes because yeah. they're used to those like almost like a eyes. golem you know yes. what i mean like a like because they're fish down deep in the bottom of the ocean there's no light yeah you know they they're they're looking they're constantly their eyes are looking for a, a sensor you know what yeah. i mean yeah what do you, if you were going to do KO from the, or any Duarden from the realm of death? Hmm. I think I hearken back to the idea of the oil rig. Yeah. And they're just, they're industrial. They're not, they're not the Duarden of the woods. They're not the Duarden of the wilderness. You're not, don't look for earth tones. Don't nope. look, yeah. Like, just look for these, these guys are are just focused on equipping themselves with the, with what they need to survive. Very somber tones. Like, a, yeah. you think of, like, a bouncing off what you're saying, I picture these Dwarven wearing, like, blacks and, like, those teal greens and, like, this just the muted yeah. tones and stuff that would already kind of match what GW's put out there for, like, the realm of death. They would wear these tones. Yeah. Of, like, they're going to a funeral. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're they're not celebrating anything. They're like, I'm I'm here to do my job it's just like a and blend in and blend you know, in like because you want to you don't you don't want to stand out you yeah, just you want to do your job and you're just gonna you're gonna do it you're gonna harvest and you're you're doing it for the same reason you know i'm from i grew up in west virginia yeah i'm from a mining coal mining country. country and they they do it because that's what you did it pays well and yeah what else are you gonna do <sighs> that that is noble and gruesome all at once. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like that same idea of you do what you need to do to get it done. Yeah. And to But there's no like, it. you're not going to be wearing any like gold belts or like shiny jewelry or anything like that. You're just, you're just muted colors. Maybe everything's covered in coal dust no matter what you do. You know, you're wearing your, yeah. 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 That's, I, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Definitely muted colors, dark colors. No, nothing shiny or bright or vivid. It's, yeah. all, it's all faded. Yeah. Pale skin, faded clothes, nothing shiny. Unless you're going the other way where you're 
you're on your way to a funeral. Do you know what I mean? Where you're like, um, maybe even go like a like a like a New Orleans funeral. Do you know it's what I mean? Celebration. Yeah. It's not. It's not the somber. But I don't think know, that's affair. the reason why Duarden are there. No, I I could see Duarden that. aren't there Duarden. for a celebration. No. Yeah. Duarden are there for work. Capitalization. Yeah. So when you're there for work, you're getting yeah. your job. That's that's what you're there for. You yeah. to get your job done. So it doesn't apply to Duarden, but you know what I'm saying about those yeah. kind of really celebratory funerals where it's yeah. a procession where you have right. like you you're wearing your funeral yeah. clothes, but you're also have like your musical instruments and you're you're ready for a parade and you're like, Yeah, we're celebrating the fact that someone lived. Not, right. not that they died, that we celebrate that they lived. It's not about the sorrow of them dying. It's about the joy of the life that they the joy led. Joy of the existence. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I could see some free people cities that are yeah. designed around this type of Logan's Run. Yeah. This is what we're here for. Yeah. We're here to. Yeah. We're here to celebrate those that are passing on. Yeah. I can see stage. like really high contrast colors. Like I think of New Orleans again. I think of yeah. blacks with lots of bright purples and golds. Yeah. You know, like a lot of really muted dark colors with huge accents of really bright gleaming yeah. colors. I think that would be a fun way to. Yeah. Uh, to do a lot of these armies. There's a the lot death. more flexibility out of this realm that I thought before heading into. Yeah. Because we were, we were talking a few weeks ago, but who would even live here? Yeah. Now it makes perfect sense that perfect. these outer rims, the outer ring of Shaiish is this like normal world that we can perceive. We could even be living there right now and not know it because we live on the outer rim. Yeah. Uh, but as you get closer and closer, it gets more and more desperate, but that's maybe when the more opportunities come. Yeah. Right. And it always, it wasn't always like that. It was a reverse yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like us. You know, we've got, instead of being dragged into the center, we've got global warming. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. Just to bring it back to, like, so long as we're talking about the realm of death. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it yeah, yeah. nice and dark. Okay. That sounds like a good place to. Uh, work towards the end of our episode our, yeah our, let's let's uh put a mortal cap on this uh episode a grim a grim dark ending yes. to our realm of death episode mark how can people get a hold of you oh geez uh just go ahead and contact me on instagram it's warlando mark and also on twitter warlando mark <laughs> that's that makes it really simple <laughs> yeah well you know and what, keep... what are we on youtube we are Orlando on YouTube and also on Facebook. So all three of us share that handle on those two sites. Yes. Orlando. Uh, yeah. And if you're listening to us now, you might have found us on YouTube or you might find us on iTunes also yeah. as Orlando or yeah, on Podbean Spotify. And Spotbean. Podbean. Podbean. And Spotbean. Spotify. Spotify. Podbean. Spotify. Podbean. Yeah. Orlando. <laughs> yes. And then... Nicholas, I am uh, Orlando Nick on Instagram and Orlando Nick on Twitter. What? Yeah. What? I, I jumped in first, so I'm uh, Orlando Seven Seven, or just Orlando on Twitter, and I'm also just Orlando on Instagram. Yes, I got in there first, yeah. representing the brand. But yeah, exactly. Orlando. You search for Orlando, you're gonna find us. Yeah, one of you us. You will idiots. find us. Yep, one of us. Many idiots. Uh, Please. Ask us questions. Tell us what we said wrong. 
you oh, know man. tell us what you want to hear in another episode yeah. any of that yeah. like and show us what you're working on exactly oh, man. tag us show us what campaign are you going through are you what doing you? a narrative are you doing you know straight match play or are you going to do the skirmish campaign and what do you want people to talk about that you're not currently hearing out there you know what's missing in your life that you want people to talk about in wargaming and role playing and yeah. that bridge like i we, we want to bridge the gap between Warhammer and Dungeons and Dragons, RPG, tabletop wargaming. We want to we want to be that place in the middle where we bring all these things together. So if there's something you want to see there, bring it. Uh, any last words about the realm of death? <sighs> Just uh, sheesh, sheesh. You know what? Uh, I think the uh, the orcs in the realm of death probably say the same thing as everywhere else, right? Right. Whoa! Keep track of your crone hair fetishes. <laughs> <laughs>